across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Thank you, James. Thank you, Ash. It's Monday. We're back. I'm a little bit... Sh- I got hit... I got rear-ended by a bicycle. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but he's knackered me lights. And oh, so I'm a little bit um, discombobulated. So we'll see what happens, shall we? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Brendan Cox knows more about extremism than me. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Five points. It was, of course, Nigel Farage. Brendan Cox, husband of the murdered... Oh, Joe Cox, of course, who was murdered by a right-wing terrorist. Okay. Brendan Cox knows more about extremism than me. That was Nigel Farage speaking about um, Brendan Cox before Christmas on LBC's breakfast show, the Nick Ferrari show, which is one of the biggest audiences of a breakfast show in this country, right? So it's a huge audience, okay? So you go on there and say something, you're going to get heard by a lot of people, right? Bearing in mind Joe Cox was murdered June, early June, by a right-wing extremist terrorist. Um, And um, Brendan Cox, who is a man who I have nothing but respect for, the dignity with which he has carried himself um, in the past eight, seven, eight months, um, I find incredible. I find it amazing that he is able to function, let alone be what appears to be a wonderful parent to two children after that horrific crime was committed by a terrorist. So for a leader of a political party, I think he was then, Nigel Farage, I can't remember, it all gets very confusing. I think he was. But certainly someone who has got... Let's see, um, let's see how many, um, Twitter followers Nigel Farage has. 651,000. You remember that, um, Farage said something and Brendan Cox tweeted him saying, let's not make political points about stuff. And then Farage attacked him on a radio station. Okay. That's, that's, that's what happened, right? So he's got 651,000 followers. It could be argued that his angry, argumentative, aggressive, nay, violent rhetoric could have planted a seed inside the mind of a right-wing extremist terrorist. Not saying Farage is to blame for the murder of Joe Cox, of course not. But, 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 his posters, his lying posters, his angry rhetoric, his nonsensical talk about them and us could certainly, if you were that way inclined, get you thinking, well, maybe the only way is to shut up people who disagree with us. Then you go on a radio show that is one of the most popular radio shows in the country, and you accuse someone whose wife's just been murdered, you accuse that man of being an extremist and having links with an extremist terrorist organisation. Which, of course, he didn't. And now Nigel Farage is a little bit upset because a story has got out that he split up with his wife, um, who I believe he got her a tax-paid job. Could you find out exactly what job it was and exactly how much taxpayers' money goes towards paying his wife's salary, please, Catherine? So he's upset because he's been found out that he's been putting it about. And of course he's not a racist. He likes Germans and he likes the French now. Good for him. Hey, listen, I don't really care where he puts his wanger. Honestly, I couldn't care less. Couldn't care less, right? It's up to him. But, 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 but. 
he uses his radio show on one of the most popular radio stations in the country. This is a tweet from that radio station. Nigel Farage makes a personal plea on LBC to the media about his private life. Leave my wife and children alone. It just isn't fair. The kids, yes. Nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with us. They're they're off limits. But Nigel... You made your wife fair when you got her an £800 a month job, which I think we're paying for. You made your wife fair when you cited her as the reason you couldn't be a racist. You'd married a foreigner. Now, here's the question, Nigel. Is your wife, possibly soon to be ex-wife, is she an EU citizen or did she get British citizenship? Because, um, has Brexit, has the whole of Brexit just been so that you can boot your wife out of the country and move on to someone else? Is that what it is? Is that the reason we've done this? Just so that if you do get a divorce, you haven't got to live in the same town or country as her? Is that what it's about? I'm sorry, Nigel. But I ignore your plea. Leave my wife and children alone. It just isn't fair. Yeah, the kids, fine. Didn't even know you had kids, if I'm honest. I don't know how many kids you got. I don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Nothing to do with me. Kids, nothing to do with me. But, Nigel, I'm afraid you made your wife fair game. And you are fair game. You, sir, are fair game. You've played the game, and now, unfortunately, because of the way you've played it, with meanness, with snidiness, with nastiness, by attacking people, good people, good, honest, decent people, like Brendan Cox, because of that, I'm afraid, mate, it's open season on you. And you know, right, you know, if it had been Jeremy Corbyn, that had um, split up from his wife. If it had been Theresa May, who'd been having an affair. If it had been any uh, of the people, any of the, uh, the, the politicians in Europe. You would have destroyed them. You would have torn them apart. You would have ripped them mercilessly in front of your baying fans and parasitical racists that obey every word that you say. Nigel Farage, I am afraid you've got this coming, sunshine, and you brought it all upon yourself. Leave my wife and children alone. It just isn't fair. The kids, fine. The wife, it's unfortunate, but you made her fair. Hmm? The French lady who you are you are now supposedly having an affair with, she's an, she was something to do with, with Europe, the EU. So I'm afraid she is fair game. It's not like she's a nobody. But Nigel, most importantly of all, most importantly of all, you're fair game. You're fair game. And I really hope, and I'd never wish this on anyone, I really hope the newspapers... The radio stations, the television news, 
the bloggers online, I really hope they go to town and let you know what it feels like. Okay, Nigel? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Uh, the reason I'm a little bit jittery and I, let's say it, guys, uh, angry this evening is because I had um, uh, I was rear-ended. Now I was only rear-ended by a bicycle, but if you had been on the cut, that's the name of a road. At about six twenty-five, you would have seen a very tired, weary, and I'm going to say it, sweary me shouting at a cyclist. Um, I, I was driving. The weird thing was, I, I was driving, and I was seeing loads more cyclists than normal. And as I was passing the old Vic, so about two minutes before the incident happened, I thought to myself, Ian, focus, because I, I think you're going to hit a cyclist. Focus, focus, focus. And so I was focusing and driving like extra, extra carefully. And I got stuck behind um, the bin men. Bin men in the evening, suspicious. And I was, I was going to, you had to, they'd stopped and I had to pull over to, pull, to overtake them. And, and I pulled out, but then there was a car coming, so I stopped. And I was saying pulled out, I was literally moving like two miles an hour, then stopped. And then suddenly, bam, there was a smack in the back of me. And I said, what the flipping heck was that? Um, I, and I thought, I thought someone had smashed into my wing mirror. And I was looking around going, I can see the wing mirror. What is going on? And then I saw to the left-hand side of me, a cyclist holding up the red plastic from my rear light. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And I opened the passenger window, because it's, it's electric windows. You haven't got to lean over. It's brilliant, my car. And I went, are you all right? And he went, yeah, yeah, I've hit your car. I went, oh, but are you all right? And I was like, I was in shock. I was in shock. I didn't, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. It's that noise, isn't it? There's a noise unlike any other. He must have been going at some speed because it was a real bang. I thought it was a car to start with. So there was about two minutes of me going, are you all right? And he went, yeah. And I said, I should probably get out and come and talk to you, shouldn't I? So we pulled over and I got out and he, he'd smashed the, um, the red plastic on the rear, the passenger rear lights. Now, it's not the biggest thing in the world, but you can. I think you can get points for that, can't you? You can get stopped, and um, it's an offence. And uh, trust me, guys, I don't need no more points on my license because that could be a big trouble. Um, and I'll be honest, because then, then sort of the shock kicked in, and it turned into anger. And I was going, oh, and I was effing and jeffing. Once I'd established the guy was all right, but he'd hurt his hand a little bit, but he was all right. I was effing. Oh, mate, this is effing going to cost me a couple of effing hundred quid to sort this out. Oh, effing hell. How do we effing... I was all over the place. Um, The gentleman gave me his telephone number, and I called it there and then to make sure his phone rang. I ain't stupid. I didn't get his name. Um, And I saw he had headphones in. I went, oh, dude, you're wearing headphones. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, but it's just for Google Maps. So it was just for directions. I said, no, I know, man, but come on. You can't ride a bike and wear headphones. And he said, well, I'm sorry. And I thought you were going because I was looking at the car ahead and that moved. There was no car ahead. And it got, it got angry. It got sweary. Um, and we, I took his phone number and I, I rang him. So he had my phone number and I came back and you will have seen me panicking on Twitter. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate anything to do with cars. For some reason, stop, we're having problems with the house and the boiler's gone and the electrics have gone and we've got rats, right? 
but that stuff kind of doesn't worry me because we'll phone the rap man. Um, we'll phone. It, it, I, for some reason, it doesn't. It annoys me, but it doesn't worry me. Stuff about cars. I'm like, oh god, oh, what am I going to have to do? How am I going to do this? And so I was on Twitter, like a snowflake, like a cock. Um, begging for help, and there was some really help. Paul and a couple of other people were very helpful, wonderful. A couple of people sent me emails saying they could come and fix it for me. That's how nice you guys are. Thank you. Um, and if I found a service whereby this is my kind of car service, whereby um, they come to your house and fix it, and I, I signed up with that. And actually, it was it was I put the, I mentioned the price, and lovely went, oh, that sounds like quite a good deal. Um, so this gentleman is coming tomorrow at twelve. Guy called Sam. He thinks my name is Leon. Leon. He sent me a t- he's not American, and Leon isn't even a name. L-I-A-N. Hey, Leon. What the hell? Uh, he's coming tomorrow between 12 and 2. I bet he doesn't. Um, and he's going to fix the car. And I sent uh, a text to the... Um, uh, I sent a text to the gentleman who, uh, we, who rear-ended my car. And I said, I hope you're okay. Apologies for losing my temper. I was I was in shock. And uh, I shouldn't have, you know, and he said, oh, that's fine. To be honest, you know, you could have got even angrier. I'd have been even angrier. I said, well, you're very kind. But there was no excuse for my language. Well, there was an excuse for my language. I was in shock. Um, so, but I apologised, as is the right thing to do. I asked after his hand. His hand is a little sore. Um... And um, I've told him how much it's going to cost. And he says, well, if you pay for it, then send me the thing and I'll send you the money, blah, 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 blah. And I, you know what, guys? I take that man at his word. Um, I take that man at his word. And I feel sorry for him because it's going to cost him 140 quid. And, you know, there you go. Um, So that's why, that's why. uh, (laughs) Ask Richard if he wants to come on before we read his text out. He won't. (laughs) <laughs> so that's why I'm a little bit fired up today. Um, and I'm not one of those anti-cyclist people at all. You know, other hosts would do a whole show about bloody cyclists. We need... Um, not at all. I'm, you know, I cycle, I walk. I'm a cyclist, I'm a pedestrian, I'm a driver. You know, so it, it's groovy. I hope the man is all right. I'm more embarrassed. I'm, a, I'm annoyed that I've now got to spend a couple of hours getting this thing fixed. I'm annoyed that I've got to ask him for money. And I'm embarrassed I lost my temper with him. That's That's kind of where I am with the thing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Richard's not answering his phone. Richard sent Richard from the Glen sent in a text. To it's a phoning show, Richard. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Simon and Anna, I'll come to you in a minute. It's a phoning show, Richard, not a texting show. But if you're a little bit too scared to come on, that's understandable. I'll read your text, Ian. You are pathetic. Your rant about Nigel Farage is evil and poisonous. Anybody as poisonous as you should not be allowed to spout vile bile, vile bile across the airwaves. By the way, Richard, do you think that Nigel was, was spouting vile bile and poisonous when he attacked Brendan Cox? I'd love to get your thoughts on that, Big Rich from the Glens. Too scared to pick up the phone. I'd love to get your thoughts on whether Nigel Farage, your bum chum, was too poisonous and too vile bile when he was slagging off Brendan Cox. What do you think about that, Richard? 
Who do you think you are? This is obviously a harrowing time for Nigel and his wife. Again, Richard, I ask you, do you not think that uh, Brendan Cox's life is going to be harrowing from now on, yet it was perfectly acceptable for him to slag him off? Do you not think that, Richard? Or are you so stupid and so far up his backside that you can't see that? This is obviously a harrowing time for Nigel and his wife, which you seem to be getting off on. Remember, Karma? I pity you. Well, Richard from the Glens, I pity you. You send nonsensical, stupid texts, that's the plural of text, and you're too scared to pick up the phone and defend yourself. I'll sit here and I'll defend what I just said. You can't, Richard from the Glens, because you, sir, are a coward. Let's go to Simon. Evening, Simon. Oh, hi, Ian. How you doing? Yeah, I feel a bit uh, like... A bit like... Now, I was going to say Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde, but I don't. I mean, um, I mean Jerry Lewis, when he was in the film, The Nutty Professor, but I can't remember The Nerdy Professor, but I do remember that when he was the cool hipster, he was called Buddy Love. So I feel like The Nutty Professor and Buddy Love. I'm swinging... The Cletus or something. Sorry? The Cletus or something like that. Penis? I need a penis. <laughs> Cletus, was that not his name, the Nutty Professor? You're thinking of the Eddie Murphy version. Oh, I'm, I, me, I, that's where I am. You I'm are, not. you are. So I'm, I'm swinging back and forth, back and forth. So I'm liable you, to blow at any time. Poisonous, but Sorry? has he actually heard of anything that Nigel said? Like, well, isn't everything that Nigel says poisonous? Well, this is why I would love it if Richard from the Glens would dare to have answered the phone when we just tried to call him, or would dare to call in and defend his text. He won't, because he's a coward, sir. Hiding under his bridge. I I just think anybody... Right, Richard, phone in. Defend what Farage said to Brendan Cox, right? Months after his wife had been murdered by a right-wing extremist terrorist. Defend that. There we go, Simon. What have you got for us? Yeah, um, I mean, before, I, I just wanted to check. That cyclist wasn't wearing a camera, was he? Because y- you could well be the next Ronnie Pickering. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Oh, oh, no. Maybe he was. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. Keep an eye on YouTube over the next few days. So oh, well. no. That would be <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Oh, flipping it. I could sorry, be. Sorry to plant that seed in your mind. Oh, no, um, Simon. Now I'm in. Oh, no. <laughs> God, no. Oh, well. If they get shown yeah. on TV, I think I get 200 quid. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be, that'll um, be nice. You might, you might even be doing the uh, voiceover for it. No, I messaged you on uh, Twitter earlier, the UK Sound Disco, about Tom Green. Oh, yes. He liked He's your. He liked your uh, tweet. He liked it. Yeah, yeah. So. That's a little hint as towards you, you might be considering it, but I think I think you'd be absolutely fantastic. Tom Green, for those who don't know, American comedian who did a show that um, uh, 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 he, what was that that really rude film he did? That's very funny. Uh, Freddie got fingered. Freddie got fingered. He also did a brilliant show, which I kind of ripped off when I did a, a, a thing called a Pocket TV show, right? Which yeah. was like a show. For, it was basically kind of a, a rip off. Is perhaps too strong, but it was certainly very much influenced by him. He did an online kind of phone-in chat well, show. After he did the Tom Green show on MTV and all that sort of stuff, he then took it to online and sort of this Webovision thing. Yeah. Where, like, every night from his sort of sitting room... Yeah. He would, uh, you know, do call-ins and... People. i actually seen the thing that you did on, online, actually. You had that, um, do you know they're all lost now? They're all, we didn't, office, we didn't save them. They're all lost. I, I actually loved that. I thought the, the, 
whole concept of that was brilliant. It was I fun. Even, like, the, the, the little, um, the, the sort of, uh, theme tune thing that you did. The, yeah, the, the, the vid- I've got, I've got the opening titles, but every episode, all six episodes of the Pocket TV show, Quite we true. didn't save them to a, we always, I thought that, the, the Tamir had saved them, he thought I'd say, they, so no one saved them. <laughs> so they don't exist. Good. Um, but Tom oh. Green is, is, is excellent. I would love to get him on the show. Very, I, very funny. Um, and I mean, who knows? He's not replied yet, though. I'm, I'm sure he will, because, well, he's, he's, um, he's doing a tour over here, and I'm, I know he's, you know, I tell he was you, massive in the 90s, and it's kind of like now people, you know, people know of him and stuff. But, I tell you who followed me today, so I could DM them, and then they sent me an email. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, it's star of the Police Academy movies, Mahoney, a.k.a. Steve Guttenberg, is coming on the show at some point soon. Yeah. Which one was that? Is that the one that makes all the noises? No, nah, shut up. No, we tried to get... When I was at another place, we tried to get um, Jones on, um, yeah. and he demanded, like, a hotel and stuff. What? Yeah, so we, we said, no, nah, that's right, we'll just go... Woo, woo, woo! <laughs> Do it that's ourselves. It. You actually... Um, that was on the mark, there. That was very yeah, It's good. not bad, is it? It's not bad. <laughs> and another thing that I, I enjoyed you on many, many years Uh-oh. ago... Flipside TV... That was awesome. Which is what um, um, Gogglebox is yeah. based on. Yeah, Flipside. Yeah. Flip I've, I've got some, some of those on VHS. I found a load some of them. Are, some of them are on YouTube. I was actually, because you and Justin Lee Collins and a few others, I was watching on uh, YouTube not long ago because I kind of just wanted to reminisce of, you know, shows of the past. I just thought it was a really good concept, like two hours on I a, think, it was, wasn't it Richard Bacon's idea? Richard I think, Bacon, yeah. yeah he, I think he presented it, the majority of it. Richard Bacon, there was um, Justin Lee Collins, there was me, Alan Carr was on Alan it. Alan Carr, yeah, yeah. Um, um, d- d- uh, Keith Allen was on it. Um, Keith Allen was on it off his face. It was very, <laughs> That was a hard episode. Know, Alan, so Alan, was I, uh, for the most part. That, those, were the, those were the dark days, and I was getting yeah, 500 Barry quid a pot. Barry from Watford. Barry you know, like from Watford, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was getting 500 quid a pot for that, and that all went yeah. immediately after the show. But um, those were the days. I just thought it was a great idea, you know, just sitting there, flicking through the channels. We took it on. to, um, uh, it was, you know, I was there as a, a, a paid monkey, and for those who don't know it, it was, it was a host, and I was, it was either yeah. me hosting it or someone else. You did a uh, good job, mate. <laughs> thank you. Sam Delaney did it as well. And it would yeah. be three people sat there, three celebrities he sat there watching telly and they'd be going all through the Sky channels and you go, right, Sam, what have you got? And you go, well, I'm on channel 362 and it's this woman who's trying to sell, you know, there's all this. We took it to Edinburgh, right? I don't know why. They took it to Edinburgh. And I'll never forget it because Bob Mortimer came to see it. And um, the Irish comedian was one of the people we had on it, um, whose name escapes me, long hair. And it was awful. It was in front of an audience of 200 people. It was awful and people were going... What is this? This is rubbish. And it, <laughs> so you just had it like linked up the sky, sort of thing. Yeah, there. yeah. And it, fair play. It was rubbish. Ed Byrne, that was it. Ed Byrne was the comedian, and and, right. and it was awful. And and they wanted us to do it in front of an audience. It was terrible. Anyway, yeah, yeah to sort of show that like, you, you, you're best just watching, you know, in your pants and you in your. Oh, sitting. it's it's a late night. It's a late <laughs> night TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. But definitely. to show you, to, I mean, obviously, Gogglebox. I, I, I watched the first few series of Gogglebox, and then it kind of just got a bit samey for me. I wasn't, you know, I kind of. I've only ever seen one episode of it, and I thought it was rubbish. Yeah, it just—it's very, you know, once you've sort, yeah. sort of seen what the family's got to say a couple of times, it's very like. That's all they've got to say. Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> and then there'll be a bit where they all cry because there's a baby yeah. dying, and then there'll be a bit where they're all going, I can't believe it! And, <laughs> and uh, it's a load of rubbish. Simon, thank you for that. 0344 499 1000. Alan, I'll come to you in a bit. Oh, Richard, you've not texted or called in. Come on, man. Grow a pair. 0344 499 1000. Late <laughs> Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Right, right, right. A lot of musical things happening. Uh, uh, so, um, Chaz from Chaz and Dave is not very well. So, Chaz from Chaz and Dave, Chaz Hodges, get well, please. I'm meant to go and I'm meant to go and interview Chaz and Dave, and I'm, I'm I wonder how how poorly Chaz is. Chaz, get well. Um, we'll pursue that, and, and hopefully, when he's better, we'll get him on the show. Also, 19 years to the day that we lost Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys, guys. 19 years. To the day. A moment's silence, please. I know what we'll do. I know exactly what we'll do. Right, we're going to do... We're going to do... We're going to do a special tribute, Alan. Yeah? To Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys. May he rest in peace. May he rest... Well, he won't be resting in peace tonight. Tonight, he's going to be up and rocking. But I need to do a little bit of computer magic and buy a song on iTunes for 99p that I already own in multiple formats. Anyway, Alan, what you got for us? Oh, a couple of things for you. Uh-oh. I'm not a professor, but Jerry Lewis' character is Professor Julius Clapp, but in the Eddie Murphy film, it was Professor Simon Crump. Okay, right. So, but he's crap. He, uh, but I, I don't care about the Eddie Murphy version, so it's crab. <laughs> So, in the 1963 original, yes. it's Professor Julius Klepp. Klepp. All right, OK. Well, I feel... Uh, tonight, I'm, I cross between Professor Julius Klepp and Buddy Love. I've never seen the original. Ah, it's but... a great film! Yeah. To... Hang on a minute. Um, let me see if this works. Uh... OK, right, OK. Just just, just bear with me. While I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create magic while I'm talking to you, Alan, and not yeah. out of your phone call. Um, oh, you saw Yes. I found a video on YouTube with Justin Lee Collins with no beard what? to watching JKO kickboxing and I'm thinking it's two homosexuals going at it. <laughs> that's and that's that's the level of the humour, guys. That's as good as it got. That's uh, well that was um well it wasn't even the late nineties. We can't use that argument. It was the um Naughties. The Naughties. I heard someone on Radio 4 using the phrase the Naughties today, and I didn't realise that we'd actually accepted that that was a phrase. Oh, no. That is a real thing. It actually happened. It actually, the Naughties actually happened. Hey, Caddick. Yeah? I had a terrible dream the other night. What happened? I dreamt I was um, living on a farm, and, Yeah. yeah... And, um, but people wanted to break into the farm as, as they would. Okay. And, uh, so I was, I managed to kind of seal all of the doors and all of the curtains. Oh, hang on a minute. Let's see if this works. Uh, yep, that works. Um, <laughs> uh, there we go. And, um, but then they broke in, right? Oh, yeah. this is actually going to work here. Look, then they broke in and they stabbed me in my kidneys. And do you know what I went? Well, uh, that was good, wasn't it? Eh? Uh, but right. I did. They stabbed me in both my kidneys, and I went, uh, and I could feel it. I could feel it in my bed, and so I had. To, I knew that I was dreaming, and I had to wake myself up. How did you do that? I went, uh, and I started shouting a lot, and I was shouting, and I was shouting, and I was shouting until I shouted so loudly that I woke up in bed and my kidneys were killing me. And I thought, oh, God, I've been stabbed. Oh, no, I haven't. It was just a dream. And then I felt stupid. that I Honestly, I was shouting really loudly and I woke myself up and I went for a wee. 
And then when I came back, I did that thing. And if when somebody invents a machine or a drug that does this, I'm buying a hundred of them. I tried to get back into that dream. Even though it was terrifying, even though my farmhouse was under attack, even though they'd stabbed me in the kidneys and I'd gone... <sighs> I tried. I'm really impressed I managed to edit that. I bought that song, dragged it across and edited it with my eyes whilst talking to this Muppet. Hey, I'm, I'm looking forward to next Thursday, Ian. What, what's happening next Thursday? It's my birthday next Thursday. I'm serious. I'm going to be 37. Flipping heck. And I've still got the audio from when you was at the other place, wishing me a happy birthday. Well, you might as well play that again, because it ain't happening here. And now, is it this Thursday or next Thursday? Next Thursday. So not this week? Not the 9th, but the 16th. Well, you t- we could all be dead by then, Alan. Not if I'd have his way. Well, OK, well, not if what? Struggling harder than usual to, um... Richard's not texting in. Richard, if you want to text in, 87222, 25 pence, plus your normal sending charge, I get 15p of every text that comes in. So, you know, I, I enjoy the texts. Um... Uh, yeah, so 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. So, um, but yeah, but other other hosts would have done a whole three hours slagging off bikes. I've just had another text from the guy. He seems like a nice guy. And do you know what? I reckon we might end up being friends. Once when I had a car crash, and this was my fault, and I, I rear-ended um, a gentleman on the motorway. Totally my fault. Um, of course, his car was fine. My car was crumpled. And um, he then, and we c- communicated via email and we, you know, got the insurance companies and he was absolutely legit and he was wonderful and I was very, very apologetic. It was my fault. But then what he started doing was he sent me a very nice, very friendly email saying, look, it's not often I get, you know, get chances like this. Um, I'm a musician would you listen to my music? It'd be great to get some feedback on it, maybe get it played on the radio. And I'm thinking, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Miss Jones. Miss Jones. Hey, that's not a bad Rigsby. Miss Jones. He's the prince. Miss Jones. That's not bad. Miss Jones. Everybody under the age of 35 is going, what? what's wrong with Ian? It sounds like he's having... It sounds like that crash has affected him. Uh, Miss Jones. <laughs> very, very popular impression in the 1970s. Um, and so this guy who I crashed into the back of started sending me music that he'd written. And, of course, I wanted to just forget the whole thing ever happened. So when he sent me these emails, I, um, I deleted them and never replied. I didn't want to... I felt... You know? <sighs> that's how I felt. 19 years since we lost Carl Wilson. Man alive. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I am reminded I have terrible luck with cars, right? Mainly because I'm not a very good driver. I'll give you that. The worst luck I have with cars, right? When I used to live in a flat in London. And it was quite, it was a, a fairly busy road. It wasn't a main road, but it was fairly busy, right? And I would park my car on the opposite side of the road, on the pavement where you're allowed to park, and it was 
It was great. Perfect. Perfect. One day, right, I just looked out of the window and I saw my car on the other side of the road, parked on the pavement, as you're allowed to do, completely smashed in, right? And um, police, there was a, a tow truck with a smashed in van on the back and that was driving off. And the police were about to get into their car and drive off and leave my car completely back. And so I ran down and went, whoa, 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 guys, what's going on? And the police went, oh, is this your car? Completely written off, right? I went, yeah. Did you not think maybe knocking on a few doors or something? Or can you not? The police can find out who owns a car, can't they? Instantly. Anyway, they hadn't found me. They were driving off. I said, what happened? They said, well, a van driver, um, small white van, we think he was drunk, swerved, oh no, he fell asleep, fell asleep, swerved from the other side of the road and went straight into the side of your car and has written it off. Here is a police crime number. It will all be sorted out by the insurance. I went, oh no, absolute write off. Never seen anything like it. So I phoned up the insurance, I told them what happened, gave them the crime number. They went, okay, that's fine, we'll sort that out, we'll get you a hire car, you know, courtesy car, and we'll fix it, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. Right. So I had courtesy car, and uh, obviously the, the, the car was a write-off, so they had to, you know, it, it takes a while for, for them to assess it, look at it, work out how much they're going to give you, and then give you the money. All right, fair enough, right. So they're doing that, and I've got the courtesy car, I've got the courtesy car, and now I'm hypersensitive, right, about where I park this car. Because it's all on the pavements. You can park on the pavements. It's, it's, it's fine, right? And I thought, right, I'm really hypersensitive about parking the car. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to park- make sure I park the courtesy car in exactly the same spot. Because, A, it won't get hit anywhere. But, B, the odds of it getting hit in exactly the same place have got to be a million to one, right? So I parked it in the same space for a week. And then one day there was quite a, quite a bad storm. And I looked out, oh, the roof of the block of flats, or it was the roof of a water tank on the block of flats directly opposite, had blown off, landed straight on top of the car, and and landed right on the roof, and crushed the roof, crushed the windscreen, crushed the bonnet, and I'm just stood there going, I, 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 can you, I don't, I do not, but, and I, I thought it was a wind up. I thought it was Beadle. I thought it was like that Beadle one where he pushes someone's, um, Rolls Royce into, into the river. You remember that one? I thought it was that. And I went out, I'm going, what, what the, f- I, what's up, what's up? and it wasn't obvious where the roof, and I had to look around and, la, 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 la. and eventually I phoned up the insurance company the other day and said, now this hire car you've given me, they said, yeah, I said, is there a problem with it? I said, well, yeah. And they, I mean, the, the the insurance company were absolutely useless, right? Absolutely useless. First of all, they were really suspicious that I'd had two cars in the space of a week that had been a write-off. When it was obvious to anyone, it could not... I'll come to you in a minute, Dana. 0344-499-1000. It was obvious to anyone, neither of those incidents could have been my fault. It, it was absolutely obvious. But they were really suspicious, and they kept phoning me up. And I was much more, th- and because it wasn't a car that had gone into it the second time, because it was from a building, well, the, the drones on the phones didn't know how to deal with it. They didn't have a little checkbox for 
they had a checkbox for me crashing into a building, but they didn't have a checkbox for a building crashing into the car. And so they couldn't comprehend it. So I had to keep, I got passed from pillar to post and I went in the end and I found out who owned that block of flats. I found out the letting agency. I found out the name of the landlord. I found out, and I did this all myself. I found out uh, who, who the building's insurance was with, all of this stuff, right? And you know, I eventually got, what was lucky was they were fixed, they were replacing my first car that had been written off. So I got that car back, right? And then they got funny, the insurance company said, we're going to terminate our insurance with you and all of this stuff, right? Do you know how long it took for that thing to get sorted out? It took about four years. Four years! To the point where I changed insurance company twice so they couldn't find me anymore. Four years. And like every six months, I'd get a phone call from them saying, Mr. Lee, we'd just like to um, ask you about... The- I, got- I thought you'd sorted this out. It's nothing to do with me. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Dana. Hip, hip, hip. Hey, Dana. How are you? Well, you've had, you've had a night, haven't you? Oh, I'm hot. Can someone come and get this aircon to work for me, please? The aircon's still not working. No, they fixed it, but I don't think I've set it properly. It, it's saying that, I've got a sweat on because I'm angry. I've got mm-hmm. a sweat on because I've got a coffee. Mm-hmm. I've got a sweat on because uh, these pills are making me go do lally. And I'm wearing I'm... a thick shirt. I was going to ask you about the pills, apart from other things, because I'm on Venlafaxine, and oh. I'm on... Are you on 150 yes. milligrams? Yeah, I've, I've been on that for, well, I don't know, forever. Um, and I, I don't remember them making me go a bit weird at the beginning, but oh. maybe, I, maybe I've been on them too long. Maybe I just have been weird for too long. Yeah, but, maybe. But, but certainly, yeah, I'm, not, I'm on those, so... Um, it's um, did... it's making me feel well. I'm still gurning, but not it, the, the, the effects. The the obvious side effects are dying mm. down significantly. I, I don't feel felt a bit nauseous yesterday, but not so much today. I'm gurning a bit, and my head's a little bit bubbly, and I'm sweating. But apart from that, uh, I'm doing all right. But it takes time, doesn't it? Because, like you said, you've only been on them a couple of weeks, haven't you, I think? Yes, yes, yes. So yes. hopefully, you know, as, as time goes by, all will get better. But it's weird, because I, I, you know, I've been on them, and I, 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 I made the mistake a long, long time ago. I came off them for a couple of days. Yeah. And, well, I've got a couple of days where I cannot remember. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, but, but that's, that's a, an, another story. What I was going to ask you... Um, hang on a second, Dana, you... hang on a second. Yeah, I'm holding, I'm gripping. Richard's texted him. Oh, the reason I won't phone your pathetic show, which you're, you've been listening to for the last 48 minutes, Richard, is because I know I won't get a fair hearing as you'll keep butting in with your big mouth. Richard, that is not true, mate. Phone up, come on the show, I'll keep quiet for the first three minutes. I'll let you for three minutes... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you for three minutes... I just read his PS. I'll let you for three minutes speak uninterrupted. How's about that, Richard? I won't do it. I won't do it because I'm scared. Phone in, phone in, and phone in, Richard, and defend what Nigel Farage said about Brendan Cox. Do it. Anyway, he goes on. I've worked my whole life as a woodcutter, doing a very hard job for very hard men, not sitting in a small room with a microphone for protection. He's threatening violence. That's the answer to an imbecile. He hasn't got the intellect, so his fists come up. Somebody bumps into your car with a push bike and you're in shock. You wouldn't survive in my world. If you think that confronting somebody on the phone is being brave, well, it ain't. Richard from the Glens, P.S. You wouldn't recognise bravery if it kicked your ass. You're a joke. 
Richard, you've got literally that. None of that makes any sense. You kind of sat there like the tough guy, sending out the text. I get fifteen pence for every text you send. Thanks very much indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you can you're just a, Richard. You're a. There we go. There we go. Richard. Let's put it in words you understand. You're a thick, stupid coward who hasn't got the balls to pick up the phone. Big man in the woodcutting uh, shop. Big man with the old tools. Big man making the threats. Big man there. You haven't got the balls to pick up the phone and come on the radio. We've had 10-year-old kids come on this show and put me in my place. And you, Richard, haven't got the balls. When, um, when, when Richard, when Richard injures himself, when he's doing a little bit of woodwork, he goes, <laughs> You haven't got the balls, big rich. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, Richard, you'd be more than welcome to. But I know that you won't. I know that you won't because you're what we call in the industry a chicken. Anyway, Dana, what you got for us? Um, well, I know you have various categories for, for various words, yes. and, and, and words I'm not going to mention. Yes. Well, I went to the cinema today, and, and I saw Trainspotting 2, and I loved it. Yes. I have to admit, I was very sceptical, because okay. I really enjoyed the first film. But I've developed my own categories of annoyance. Oh, yeah. Um, because I, I do, I get really annoyed. So mm. can I just run through my categories? Let's have you? Dana's categories, yes. Okay, so I think a category A annoyance in the cinema yes. are people who spent good money yep. to sit in a large room with a very big screen with wonderful sound but sit there continuing to make phone calls and oh, talk to their friends no 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 that that That's doesn't category that, a. that doesn't happen in the cinema with me because i've told um rude girls to shut up would you please shut your effing phone up sorry um, I, no, that doesn't happen where I, when I go, Dana. Uh, and oh, it, is, he... it is a lot of money. We went, I took, me and the wife took the boys to see the Batman Lego movie, right? Oh, I want to see that. In Maidenhead. So it's not even in London. Yeah. 40, 40 quid? 40, <gasps> 40 quid for the four of us. One of them's five. He won't even remember it. 40 quid! That's it, not even it, the, with the, the, the snacks. It's, it is terrible. It, it's ridiculous. So that's my category yes, A. Category A. Category B, yes, and I do like popcorn. I do like a drink, but I like to think I'm considerate. You yes, know, I, I yes. like to suck at the right moment. Steady, you know, so I don't make a noise. Popcorn. I drink. like I like to munch at the right moment, so Ooh. I don't make too much noise. Yes, but the category B is for me people who just sit there unwrapping sweets noisily, eating popcorn noisily, yeah, no. and sucking drinks I'll, noisily. I'll, I'll give you that. If anyone is sucking off noisily in the cinema, I think that is absolutely bang out of order. If you're, you're going to um, get your face into something and chomp, <laughs> do it quietly. My yeah. my boys were annoying me because they were opening their sweets a really quiet bit in the film, and I'm going <laughs> to, to my kids. I'm going, shh, shh, what are you doing? Category B boys. Category B boys. Yes. And then there's a category C. Now, I've been a bit ill the last few weeks, and I have still got a bit of a cough. Yes. And so it can't be helped. Category C is illness, general coughing. No, Dana, I'm going to stop you there. Oh. I'm going to stop you there, love. It could have been been stopped by you Uh. not being in the cinema. (laughs) And that is the thing, right? That 
is the thing, right? You, yeah. oh, you're coughing. I, it's a category C, but you know, when I went, it couldn't have been helped. Should have stayed at home. Should have uh, stayed did, at home. No, but I did give myself a yellow card because do you know what I did? I actually left the screen for a few minutes, coughed my heart out outside in the corridor, did actually take my bags because I thought I was going to have to go home. Yeah. Desperately then tried to find my headphones in my bag, couldn't find them. Then the cough subsided, yep. and I managed to sit back in, and I made it through the rest of the film and found my headphones at the end. So I have seen it, but missed a few minutes, so I'm going to have to see it again. Mm. So I did give myself a Category C card and okay. actually left the screen. Okay, Daniel. Well, I, I, it's, it's all, everyone needs a system. It's good to have a system. My, uh, we went, so we went and saw the Lego Batman film. More on that anon, but... Um, um, uh, the, the cinema was quite empty. We were sat in row D, and then my youngest, and uh, why, like 20 minutes into it, can we go over to the toilet? Are you joking, man? We, you've, you've been to the toilet already. We went before we left the house, and we left before we came into the screen. Are you for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, fine. Right, let's go, quick. And there was no one sat in the front row, and he said, well, Daddy, next time we come to the cinema, can we sit in the front row? I went, yeah, yeah. He said, when we come back from the toilet, can we sit in the front row? I went, uh, yeah, okay. He said, right, well, when we go back in, can I go and get my sweets and drink, uh, drink? And then I said, no, 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 we're not, we're not, no. We either go in and sit in the front row and you forfeit your sweets and drink. That's how it's pronounced, forfeit, that's how it's pronounced. Um, or we sit back in row D and you look lovingly and longingly at the front row, but you know that tonight that is an unattainable dream. We sat back in row D. That's what we did. Has anybody else seen the um, Lego Batman movie? It's brilliant, right? I don't think it's a kid's film. I don't think it's a kid's film. I don't think the boys enjoyed it. They like the explosions and, you know, oh, it's Lego Batman and all of that. And um, there's, But it, it's um, it's not a kid's film. It's an adult's film. It's, it's full. It's full, and it's not even a kids' film with you know sly adult winks to camera. It's just full of adult jokes. It's full of adult jokes. There's um, no spoilers. Don't worry. But well, one spoiler. There's Daleks in it, right? Um, and um, the Joker is going. Is, is introducing all these like supervillains, right? And he goes, and finally, British robots, ask your geeky friends. Now, that's a funny gag. That's a funny gag. And Dalek, Lego Daleks start going, doing all that. I can't do a Dalek voice. That is a funny gag. But that's an adult, that's an adult gag. And the whole film was just, for me, I need to speak to somebody who's seen it. And ideally, somebody who's seen it with kids. Is that you? Have you seen the Lego Batman movie with kids? Did your kids understand it? Or did, like me, do you just think it, 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 was, um, it was an adult film with, with very little in it um, for kids? 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Richard, if you want to call as well, you're more than welcome to. Oh, this is Richard's own personal number. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. That's if you're not too busy in the wood shop making, I don't know, a bench or something. Jeez. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. (laughs) 
Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on a second, guys. Hang on a second. Oh, hang on a second. My computer's crashed. What a time for my computer to crash, guys. Here we go. Uh, 0344-499-1000 is the um, telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. What's going on with my computer? Something's happened to it. What's going on with my computer? Hang on a minute. I can do it this way. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Um, we've got uh, another text from uh, Richard, guys. Richard, Richard from the Glens. <laughs> he's listened for an hour. He's listened for an hour, right, to a show that he doesn't like. Who's the dummy? Let me ask you. He's listened for an hour to a show he doesn't like. Who's the idiot? Me? No, him. I'm getting paid for this. I'm getting paid dollar for this. Um. 
Richard has uh, texted in again. Just a quick text. You call me a coward, yet you shout at little girls in the picture house. Oh, the cinema. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Richard, she wasn't little. Since she was a rude girl. Doesn't mean she's she's little. She was in her 20s. I was in my 30s. So she had her phone on and was making a phone... She was making a phone call during paranormal activity. To be honest, her phone call was actually more exciting than that terrible, terrible film. I must apologise, he continues, as you are truly brave. I didn't mention fists in my text or violence, so you're twisting my text, so what chance would I have on the phone? Well, if you're thick, you'd have no chance on the phone, Richard. But if you've got, if you've got you know, a little bit of sense about you, you'd be all right. Um, you ignorant, tw- he says, well, twit, I'm going to say. A woodcutter cuts trees down. Even if little girls ever scare me, could I phone you for reassurance... Please, as you are truly brave. P.S. I don't mind the 15p. It's going to a good cause. Well, then that just doesn't mean... What? Uh, you've resorted to calling me a twit. so And you text in every single night. So I would suggest that someone's got a crush on me. And it's understandable. I'm a good-looking guy. Quick test. You call me a coward, yet you shout at little girls in the picture house. It was not true. Didn't say that at all. Must apologise as you are truly brave. Thank you. I didn't mention fists in my text or violence. You're twisting my text, so what chance would I have on the phone? Well, the thing is, Richard, you'd have more chance on the phone because you'd be talking to me and you could correct me if I misunderstood something. You ignorant twit. A woodcutter cuts trees down. If little girls ever scare me, could I phone you for reassurance? That's a bit weird, mate. Why? Are you... That's twice in one text. You're banging on about little girls. Bit weird that mate i'd 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 steer away from that if i was you a little bit weird um if you've got balls unlike richard 0344 499 1000 you may be wondering why richard is angry with me um it's because um i had a pop at nigel farage who's who's gone on the radio this evening bleating please yes i'm i'm things are going on in my private life but leave my wife and my kids out of this kids yeah i agree let's leave the kids out of it richard may have other opinions about that but 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 he made his wife part of it when he gave her a job at taxpayers expense banged on about her all the time saying i'm married to a german so I can't be a racist. Um, and when he attacked Brendan Cox. So, Richard, you're defending someone. Richard, just bring it back to what we were talking about. You're defending someone who attacks someone in an audience 20 times the size of this, possibly 20 times the size of this. Um, attack someone who's wife has been murdered by a right-wing extremist terrorist could be argued a christian terrorist as i believe he was a christian gentleman um a right-wing you're comfortable richard you're comfortable defending that guy yeah beautiful good lad good lad so 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call um, if you've seen the Lego Batman movie, and if you've seen it with kids, did your kids dig it? Because it really was, um, it really was a grown-ups film. As far as I could tell, it was, it was packed full of grown-up jokes and grown-up references. And apart from the Lego and the superheroes and Voldemort's in it, uh, played by Eddie Izzard, um, 
I mean, it's, it's brilliantly observed. And the explosions, I didn't really think there was a lot in it for the kids. And I think my boys were a little bit disappointed by it. I mean, I, I, I would go as far... I think the Lego movie is better. The Lego movie is, I think, a masterpiece. think it's a masterpiece because, it, you know, it questions the whole meaning of existence and what is sentient thought. You know, I think, therefore, I am or am I? That's kind of the central idea. That's the one-line pitch for the Lego movie. I think, therefore, I am or am I? It's not bad, actually. Write that down and put it on a silhouette of an American Indian. Um... Uh, and, and I would suggest that that movie is a masterpiece. Uh, speaking of, well, speaking of masterpieces, right, um, I watched I, I, Daniel Blake at the weekend. More like, uh, I texted this to Scott and it works better written. I'll say it, then I'll spell it. I, Daniel Blake, more like I, Daniel's bleak. And I is spelled A-Y-E. Um, and I, and I thought that was very clever. And also I've, I've finally come up with the excellent, the, the perfect description for the Slade movie, Slade in Flame. It's like a hard day's night directed by Ken Loach. That's, that's how you describe it. It's a hard day's night directed by Ken Loach. So I watched I, Daniel Bleak. I, Daniel Bleak. It's, oh, balls down. Doesn't matter. I watched that at the weekend and, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Some excellent performances. Some first-rate set pieces, some delightful improvised dialogue. Um, and it really asked some important questions. And I had a little cry at the bit when she goes to the food bank. I had a little cry at the bit when she goes to the food bank. That was... Is that what food banks... Here's a stupid question. I'll give you the thumbs in a minute. Here's a stupid question. If you've seen Daniel Blake and you've been to a th- food bank, is that what a food bank is like? I don't know what I imagined it to be like, but it doesn't look fun. It doesn't look fun. I know that's... Um, and, um, and I had a little cry at that scene. But I came away from the movie feeling a little bit disappointed. So I'm only going to give it one thumb up. One thumbs up. One's thumb is up. Um, I came away from it. 03444991000. Feeling. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really important message. It was a message movie. It had a message, and the message is, we're all screwed. Um, and I thought, um, the bloke who played Daniel Blake was brilliant, and I thought the young lady was brilliant. Um, but I don't... Uh, I don't know. I came away from it a little bit disappointed. I, I just felt that... that but do you know what I mean? There was just something... It was great, you know... I watched it on a Saturday night. That was my Saturday night movie viewing. I know. It was, it was, I do that. The bleakest night I've ever had was, um, when we only had one son and he was six months old. He was a baby. And at that period in your life, you're kind of, you know, everything is precious and wonderful and blah, 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 blah. And you, you know, if you see violence on television or if you hear stories about kids being abused and all that stuff, it really gets you, particularly when they're like six months old. It's your first one. Um, it kind of gets you in the soul, right? And uh, so I watched The Road. Anyone seen that? Yeah, it's um, it's about this father and son after a nuclear war and they're walking down a road 
It's about two and a half hours. I watched that. We didn't have any food in the house, and I was really hungry. So the only food I had was those um, baby pouches. So I was sucking um, the baby pouches, watching a film about... And Spoiler alert here, guys. It's a dad... Um, oh, Richard said he'll call in. If if you phone me and say pretty please in a little girl's voice, I'll phone you back. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, I don't know how to get his number up. I can't see his number. Um, it was one of the bleakest evenings of my life. Sat there in tears. Yeah, I'll do it. Richard's texted in. If you phone me and say pretty please in a little girl's voice, I'll phone you back. Well, it's, is that, is this, is that, see, let's call that, do I? All right. I'll do that. I don't mind. Pretty, pretty please, pretty please, pretty, pretty please. Is that? <clears throat> pretty please. This is the Vodafone voicemail service for. It's tempting, oh, isn't it? Seven. But I won't. But it's tempting. <laughs> Hang on. Eight. Please leave a message after the tone. When you finish recording, please hang up or press the hash key pretty, for more options. Pretty please, Richard, will you call up? Pretty please, call up and phone up and talk to me. Please, I'm begging you. I'm phoning up in a little girl's voice like you asked me to. It's a bit weird, Richard. It's a little bit weird that you want me to do it, Richard. But that's what I will do if that's what it takes. Uh, please phone me back, Richard. Please, please, please phone me back. I really, really want you to phone me back. Struth. What's the thing with little girls? That was hard work. I, little girls talk like that all the time. I did it for 30 seconds and I'm exhausted. 03444991000. We'll be speaking to Richard after this. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's go to Richard. Good evening, Richard. Richard? Richard? Oh, no! Oh, no, Richard! Oh, no, he totally got me! Oh, no, he's got a message on his phone of me talking in a little girl's voice! Oh, no! Oh, Richard! Richard! Let's give him one more try and then we'll crack on with the show because we've got more important things to do. If you want to call in, dear listener, 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number. Yeah, I know, exactly. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome. Oh, Richard! Richard! He got me! He tricked me! Oh, well, never mind. Never mind, never mind. And what we can do there is we can block his text as well. There we go, that's that finished. Enough of of that idiot. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Playing Chaz and Dave there, uh, because Chaz Hodges is not very well. Get well soon, Chaz. Everybody, uh, you need to tweet... Um, now, what's his Twitter handle? It's Chaz N. Hodges. Yeah, Chaz, C-H-A-S-N Hodges. H-O-D-G-E-S. Chaz N. Hodges. Tweet him and just tell him you love him. Because um, he's reading his tweets. So tweet him, tell him you love him, wish him get well soon. Um, and uh, all of that positive energy will be delivered to him. And it will it will certainly have an impact. Um, I've told you this. Because Chaz is, is the father-in-law of my mate Paul. 
And um, I went to Paul's son's, it was like his third birthday party, third or fifth, something, third, fourth, fifth, something like that. And it was it was a normal kids' birthday party because because um, uh, uh, Paul and Kate are normal people, and um, he's a TV writer. Paul, you'll have seen some of his work, but um, anyway, and um, it was their son's birthday, and I went, and I think I took my eldest, and it was in a church hall, and there were t- like toys to play with, and there were cakes, and there was squash, and all of that stuff, and it was brilliant, and because it was a church hall, there's a stage, and there's an old piano there. And um, Chaz was the entertainment. Chaz said, shall I get up and play a few songs? Yes, too right. If I remember correctly, I think he might have even played the music when we did musical statues. I think. I may be ex- exaggerating a little bit more, but he got up and he just sat there for half an hour playing the piano for his grandson's birthday party. Why wouldn't he? And, you know, me and a lot of the other dads of a certain age are going, flippulick. Of course, the kids are like, oh, it's it's um, the, the boy's granddad. I wouldn't say his name. His, his granddad is, is playing the piano. That's nice. And we're all going, flippulick. It's, it's actual Chaz do, doing the... And it, just such a nice bloke. Do you remember when we had him on 3CR to talk about his... Did we talk about his gardening book, didn't we? I can't remember what we talked about. I know he had a gardening book out. And um, we just chatted to him about that. And I was supposed to go and interview Chaz and Dave recently, and I've just not got round to it, which is um, my bad, guys. My bad. Um, but Chaz, as soon as you're well enough, boom, we'll sort that out. Absolute musical legend. 0344 499 or 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, I saw a film today... Um, which we could possibly turn into a film ring. I'm not calling it yet, because I want to make sure we can get the two main protagonists. If I say protagonists, do I need to say the word main? No, I don't. I didn't. As I, as I said it, I thought I'm um, doing extra words there. I, I want to make sure we can get the two protagonists involved. And a couple of you have mentioned it on Twitter. Um, and, uh, I was flicking away in front of my television today and I thought, actually, I'm bored of this. I'm going to watch something. So I went on Netflix and there's a cracking little film called, I think it's called I Am Your Father. And it's about Dave Prowse, who of course is, um, Luke, uh, Luke Sky, who is uh, Darth Vader and the Green Cross Codeman. Um, and in some of his early pictures, he really looks like Jarvis Cocker as well. It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. And I didn't know too much about, um, David Prowse. Did you know David Prowse is not invited to any of the official Star Wars, um, conventions? He's not invited to any of the official Star Wars conventions. He goes to the unofficial ones and he goes to the science fiction conventions and he does, you know, science photos and stuff like that. But he's not invited or allowed to go to any of the official Star Wars conventions. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? And they think it is because George Lucas fell out with him during Return of the Jedi because there was a story in the day it's, it's really interesting film there's a story in the daily mail that reveals the end of return of the jedi and says at the end of return of the jedi darth vader gets killed spoiler alert um and the 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 story attributes that information to dave prowse and dave prowse got summoned into george lucas's office and he went why well, didn't do it, it weren't me 
It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not brilliant. It's not bad. I didn't, I didn't do it. It's not me. I didn't. And George Lucas didn't believe him. And to this day, he blames David Prowse for um, uh, 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 releasing the end of, revealing the end of the, the movie. Um, and this film is brilliant because they get an interview with the journalist. And they say, well, where did you get the story from? Was it from Dave Prowse? He says, oh, God, no, 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 no. We just said that to, you know, we could kind of flesh the story out a bit. We heard it from one of the crew. And so for years, he's not been, he's been shunned by the entire Star Wars fraternity for this. And he didn't know. He, right, so the end of Return of the Jedi, right, they they take the mask off and you see Darth Vader, right? And so for all of these films, first of all, he didn't know that it wasn't going to be in his, his voice in the films until he sat down and saw the film. And everyone up came up to him and says, how did you do that voice? And he went, well, it wasn't me. It wasn't me that did it. It sounds like a black man doing it. And it was. So he didn't know about that. And then... At the end of the, the third film, they rip the mask off and you see his face. And he was thinking, right, at last, after six years of being the world's biggest supervillain, people are going to see what I look like. Right. And then he got, um, like a memo, uh, a fa- it may have been a fax or something from, I think it's from his agent or some, from someone, right, saying, you do know that tomorrow they're going to be filming the scene where Darth Vader takes his mask off. And it's not going to be you. It's going to be someone else. He didn't know about it. And he was he was in the next building. And they were doing it. And he, he didn't have a clue it was going on. Outrageous. Outrageous. But it's a brilliant film. Absolutely brilliant film. David Prowse, you're saying you've interviewed him, Cass. Dave Prowse looks like the nicest bloke. You, he's 81, 82 now. He looks like the nicest bloke you could ever possibly imagine now you know me i'm not a massive star wars fan I'm, i've watched them recently because i've got kids and we you know and i'm enjoying them i am enjoying them but this film was uh, this documentary i thought it was absolutely brilliant it's made by i must admit i wasn't paying um paying that much attention to the first couple of minutes i think it's made by a brazilian gentleman i'll have to check um, so before I call this as a film ring, I mean, go and watch it by all means, do it, it's a cracking movie. But before I call it as a film ring, I want to see, I'd really like to get Dave Prowse and I'd like to get the Brazilian filmmaker. Now, I've tweeted the Brazilian filmmaker um, and I, I'd like to get him first and I'd like to get Prowse because the, 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 the reason this guy is making the film is he wants to recreate that last scene in the film with he takes the mask off and it's dave prowse he wants to do that and he well it, it gets com- it gets legally complicated i won't spoil too much because that's kind of like a nice little sub story that, that that runs through it um but it was a cracking film it was a really cracking film and david prowse is is absolutely um he's fascinating i tell you what's brilliant as well lou ferrigno's in it the incredible hulk Lou Ferrigno, man alive. He looks... Lou Ferrigno's got to be in his 60s, right? He looks incredible for his age. Absolutely incredible. So thank you to everyone who recommended that film. I Am Your Father. It's on Netflix. It's 90 minutes, and it's 90 minutes of... um, Just you watching a really delightful old man. You know, just this delightful old man. And there's a brilliant bit... Um, where he talks about his wife and um, she's not in the film and he says well you know she uh, she thinks I let 
you know, Darth Vader ruled my life, you know, and uh, she's not into any of this nonsense, you know, talking about it and stuff, you know, so she doesn't do any of the publicity, you know, so it's just down to me. And he's just, you say, oh, you know that they've had arguments about it. You know, she said, Dave, stop banging on about Darth Vader. It finished 32 years ago, man. Get over it. Get over yourself. And what's incredible is he's, he's a very dignified man. Very, very dignified man. But you know, he sort of let slip that he's really hurt by this snub from George Lucas and Lucas Films. He's, he, 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 that it's, it's deeply wounded him. And um, he's upset by it. And he's upset that, 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 that a mistruth has, uh, you know, fake news, guys. Where have we heard that recently? That fake news has, um, has uh, affected his relationship with um, the people that made the films. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Quiet on the phones this hour. It's a Monday night. It's a Monday night. So don't matter. I'll sit and go through the papers if you want. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleepover. Ian Lee on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 Here's something I've been meaning to tell you about for um, ages. So you know um, that, um, that Nigel hasn't called in since I said his songs were crappy. That was maybe, maybe a little bit harsh. Perhaps a little bit unfair of me, but, you know, everyone's a critic. And you'll remember that I recorded two songs with Nigel on the phone and one with Barry from Watford. And we, uh, they were remixed. And basically they were turned from a couple of idiots singing on the phone into um, masterpieces, mini masterpieces um, by a bloke called Dan, the DCDJ. He's a genius, absolute genius. Did the theme tune for the rabbit hole and all this stuff. Oh, let me just tell you about um, podcasting. Let me write that down. Um, and uh, he did all of this stuff. Right? And we released it as an EP, the three tracks. And we got to the dizzy heights of number 32 in the iTunes dance chart. I know. Unbelievable. Me and Nigel and Barry and the DC DJ... Number 32 in the iTunes dance chart. Fantastic. Um, and they were put online by my friend Glenn, who's got a record label, and he said, look, I can do it for my record label. Um, when the sales come in, I'll tell you what you've made. Uh, you invoice me, and I'll pay you, and that's, you know, and it's it's fine. It's like, brilliant. Thank you, Glenn. Perfect. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and Nigel was convinced that we would make thousands of, of pounds out of this. Now, far be it for me to say that Nigel is being scammed online. I don't know. Despite appearing on Alexis Comran's show this Saturday, um, what's it called? The Scammers, Scambusters, scam, Scams, Scams with a Z. Um, typing the name on the screen so I know exactly what it's called. It's the one where they use um, Dr. Robert, sung by David Bowie, to... Um, the, the, the scams. Sc- the scams. That's what I said, with scams with a Z. Z at the end. S at the start, Z at the end. The scams. I was on that uh, this weekend, and if you heard me at quarter past two, I woke up at five minutes past two to do that interview. 
Um, so I'm kind of an expert on scams now. So, but, so I, I suspect that Nigel's being scammed because he, he claims to be talking to people like Miley Cyrus on Skype. Maybe he is. I don't think so. Anyway, he stopped calling me since I said his songs were crappy. Um, but uh, he kept calling in and emailing. and Well, he emailed me and told me that he couldn't produce semen anymore. Uh, that's a true story. Um, and kept asking for money. I need the money. I need the money. And so Glenn sent me some figures on, on how much we'd sold. And and I calculated we'd made about 350 quid, right? So it worked out very, very roughly at about 30 quid a song for Barry, 30 quid a song for Nigel. So I paid Nigel 60 quid. 30 quid a song for Dan. Um, and then I'd have to pay tax on the rest of that. And then I'd... I'd Drowser the rest, okay? So it was, it was working out very roughly. We'd all get about 30 quid a song, right? I totally messed up. I, I don't know what Glenn sent me. I blame him, right? I wouldn't say this to his face because he's a nice guy. He's Dutch or Danish. I don't know. Um, so I wouldn't say this to his face or in any of the emails or texts that we've had. But I will say this to the radio because I know he's not listening, right? I'm sure he sent me an email saying we made about 380 quid, right? Anyway, it takes months and months for the money to come in. So I paid Nigel off just to shut it. I gave him his 60 quid and I gave Dan his 90 quid because he's a young lad and I, you know, I didn't want to, fine, right? I'm not giving Barry any money because he's been murdered. Um, and then last week I got an email from Glenn about exactly how much money. He said, the money's in. Can you send me? Um, an invoice, right? Um, here we go. We made a hundred and twenty three pounds and thirteen pence. What? Hundred and twenty three pounds and thirteen pence. Right, hang on a minute. So I've paid ni- I've paid Dan ninety quid, right? And I've paid Nigel sixty quid. So that's a hundred and fifty quid. So suddenly, I'm twenty seven quid down. Plus, when I get that money in. I've got to pay tax on it. So it's it's cost me about 70 quid to record some songs with a lunatic who lives with his mum and films himself weightlifting and posts it on YouTube. It's cost me 80 quid for the... I'm more of a rip-off artist to myself. You know, in those adverts that say, your child could be a star, just send us £150 now and we'll register them on our agency. I've scammed myself. Nigel may well be getting scammed. I've scammed myself. It's cost me 80 quid to record those rubbish songs and get to number 32 in the dance charts. Can you believe it? Honestly, when I saw that, I was there for ages going, oh, no. No, and I kept going through the email going, I must have missed a bit. Now, of course, here's the thing. I can't find the original email that I think Glenn sent me. So, I mean, technically, technically, it's probably my fault. Unbelievable. And now Nigel doesn't call in anymore. I'd put out a plea to him, but he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. 
I think I've been elaborately scammed for the uh, princely sum of sixty pounds. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Which reminds me, we're gonna we're gonna do a thing, right? And this is complete. This is complete and utter bribery. I don't have a problem with it at all, right? Are the phones actually working, or is it just everyone's got bored? No one wants to call in. Richard is probably texting him, but I've blocked his text for tonight, so he can't see that. But he's listening. Nobody wants to call in. Don't test the phones, because that's heartbreaking when I just see... I think all the... Oh, it's Catherine's. Oh, the phones are... Oh, it's Ed just testing the lines. There's nothing more heartbreaking for a phone-in radio host than seeing an empty switchboard be empty for a good 45 minutes and then seeing it light up with the name of the producer or the tech op testing the phones to see if they work. That really is... The loneliest, <laughs> the loneliness of the late night radio host. Um, no bribery, pure and simple. Don't worry, I've, got, I've got plenty to say. So we're calling if you want. But I've got plenty to say tonight because I'm chomping at the bit all weekend or champing. Um, bribery, pure and simple, right? So you know we do the, the the rabbit hole podcast. That's brilliant. Go and download that. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, and you and noteworthy on uh, iTunes. Thanks very much. Um, but okay, so we do a daily. Best of uh, of this show, right? The talk radio show. Now, the iTunes chart, and you can get the podcast from all kinds of places, from um, Pocket Cast, from you know, Pocket Podcatcher. I think is one most usual places you get your podcast. You can get this from, right? But 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 but, I like to ride high in the iTunes chart. I do. I, I do. I like my trousers to ride low, and I like my personal um, uh, uh, products to ride high. I don't know what that means. Now, to get high in the iTunes chart, it's not based on the number of people downloading it. That would be too obvious, iTunes. No, it's based on three things, right? New subscriptions, ratings, and reviews, i.e. four or five-star reviews. So... Here's what we here's what I'm asking you to do, right? Basically, if you've subscribed to the podcast, unsubscribe and then resubscribe. If you if you all do that four or five times, that'll boost us up a little bit, right? I also want you to and I can't believe we we, we get about 8,000 9,000 downloads a day, right? We've had less than 500 reviews. Now, guys, that's just taking the that's rude. That's that's just discourteous. So, what I want you to do is to leave a five-star review. Four if you, you know, if you're a tough critic, but a five-star review uh, and uh, a five-star rating and a little review, okay? And then what we're going to do is on every Friday show or every other Friday, something like that, I've not quite worked it out yet, we're going to look at the reviews that have been left that week and we will pick the funniest review that we like and we'll send that person something now when i say something it might be a rabbit hole t-shirt it might be a talk sport mug it might be something we've stolen off of james whale's desk it might be a um a roll up straight not magic from ash it could be anything right literally could be anything um but and it's bribery and do you know what I'm not ashamed to say I'm bribing you guys. I'm not ashamed to say I am bribing you, okay? Go to iTunes. Jeez, you get this shiz for free. 
You get it for free. The least you can do is spend two minutes clicking a picture of five stars and typing in a few words. That's it. The fact that I've even got to bribe you slackers shows how broken Britain is and how we are absolutely screwed as Brexit hurtles towards our faces. If that's your attitude, guys, we ain't going to make this work. So get off your Harris now. Get onto iTunes, give us a five-star uh, rating, type in a review, and this Friday we will go through the reviews left in the past week, and the funniest, best one, nicest one, sat, whatever, will win something. All right? It's an actual competition. And do you know what? If we were at the BBC, we wouldn't be able to do that for two reasons. One, because it's a competition, for three reasons. Two, because it's not really a competition, it's just based on our judgement. And three, we weren't allowed to bribe you. Well, kiss my chuddies. Here, we can hold competitions, we can make them bent, and we can bribe you. And we're doing all three with this. And we're going to come up with a... uh, This is what we're going to do. We're going to come up with a snappy title. We're going to get James, the voiceover guy, to record that snappy title in a jingle. We're going to make it a feature. And it'll be something like... Yeah, it'll be something like... um... Yeah. Yeah. Um... Ian Lee... No, not Butt Kiss of the Week. Yeah, that'd be it. Ian Lee's Butt Kiss of the Week. There we go. Get James to do that. Beautiful. 0344 499 1000. I don't know what I'm giving out the phone number for. No one's interested in this rubbish. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, they all call in now. The phones have gone mental now. Tell them to naff off. Don't need them. Well, hang on. Well, yeah, I'll be there. John. All right, all right, all right. Where have you been the last 45 minutes? Um, A couple of things, Ian, if I may. Yes. Um, Number one, um, I've just listened to the um, Rabbit Hole podcast. Thank you. And um, I enjoyed it. I watched it on the the Periscope as well when when it was live. Yes. But I I just was amazed at the... Somebody asked... and how good the quality of the sound was. That's, um, well... Was it that little box thing? It was a little box. I tell you, it's the best... If, here, radio geeks, indulge me, right? The best bit of kit I ever bought, and it probably cost me 250 I think you can get it for about 150 now. It's a, a thing called a Zoom... I think it's an H6, right? Mm. And it's got, um... Four inputs, five, four input, five inputs, and also it's different types of inputs. You can put all different kinds of stuff in, and we just plug, we plug a microphone into it that records the audience, and we hang that from a light, and then we plug the output from the, um, the, the kind of, um, amp that's, you know, doing our microphones and everything in the venue. I kind of mix it a bit while I'm live so it's not peaking, then when we come back, Kath takes it and smooths it out a bit, and that's it! All on that little box! But you make it sound so easy, because, I mean, when you're recording in a hall like that, as we've heard from, you know, live, um, or bootleg tapes and all that stuff, you get horrible, echoey sound. John, 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 this is is it, you see. This is the splitting of the mic into the soundboard, the output output from the soundboard, so you're getting our microphones clean, and then you have an ambient mic to record the audience. That's the trick! That's the trick! That's what you do! (laughs) 
Sex for old people. It's quite a big one. It's a big series. <laughs> it's a big Steady. series. Steady, yes. <laughs> Steady. Yes. Um, but um, uh, I am. Um, it's like. It's, it's have you like... tried to find Apple Tree Yard and have sex in it? <laughs> no, but she. The woman did it. Oh, spoiler alert! The woman what? tried to find it at the end. Um, I don't know why she did that. There's, a there's lot of CCTV things. in the real Apple Tree Yard. There's, there's a warning to anyone who wants to have a bit of nookie there. There is CCTV. Yeah. The CC well, stands for sexy ladies. I found it. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I found it as a, an odd sort of um, a series, but you see, the th- these things—they hook you in, don't they? They hook you in, and you <sighs> want to know what happens wow. next. And um, thing is, I- I'm left at the end of it. I'm left not really knowing. And this is my question: oh. Was she guilty or was she not guilty in terms she of the mucky. court? Oh, I bet I can't say, can I? Well, Spoiler when did it, when did it finish? This evening. Oh no! In that case, no, because people will have taped it. People, well, you probably. Yeah, spoiled. I watched Spoiler it alert. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, well. oh well, I can let that one. Um, I, no, it, can you call back in a week to discuss it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Would that um, be okay if we discuss that in a week? That would be mm. okay. Although I suspect you've probably annoyed some people who. <laughs> With that, no, it don't matter. So I'm right. I don't watch TV anymore. I don't think there's. A, I don't. I don't think there's anything worth watching on TV. Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? Because when you just watch the whole thing, and I like, if, if I really want to know what happens in something, I'll watch it live in case the recording thing doesn't work or oh. I can't get it online or something. And then, of course, you suddenly you, you realise. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, well, that is not helping. Just don't, honestly, just don't watch television, right? Get <laughs> Netflix, right? And um, mm. you can get it free for a month. Um, and then... Um, I was just going to say, we're not all, we don't have your showbiz salaries, you know. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I get it, because I, I cancelled my Sky subscription, because I wasn't getting... I, and I had the most basic Sky subscription, 22 yeah. quid a month, right? Yeah. And I cancelled it, because I just wasn't getting value for money so with, with netflix I, all i've got is netflix mm. and also you can get it um well although hang on a second a piece of paper is being handed to me although of course sky is excellent value for money <laughs> um thanks boss um you're welcome uh but um uh but you could get you can get netflix free for a month mm. with you get, and then you can cane all the good stuff that's on it and then cancel mm-hmm. it Although I wouldn't recommend doing that. Is that fraud? I don't know what's going on. But if anybody wants to... This is like a future conversation, isn't it? But if anybody what? at some point in the future yes. would like to give their views on whether the woman was um, guilty or not guilty... i tell you what, this Friday well, be a... will be Apple Tree Yard special, <laughs> OK? Oh, thanks, Ian. Is That's that all right? Oh, I'm so grateful This Friday, Apple Tree Yard special. Thank you. Absolute pleasure, John. Thank you. Good evening, Stephen. Hello there, Ian. Where are you the last 45 minutes when I was sweating my balls off? <laughs> That's why I phoned up, because I felt sorry for you. Oh, f- <laughs> you, could, you could have put me out of my misery sooner. 
Sorry. No, it's good. Been... Uh, Monday, Mondays are easy to fill because I haven't done a show for two days, so I've got loads of stuff to talk about. It's by the time you get to sort of Thursday and Friday, if you're struggling for calls, that's when it becomes hard work because I've spaffed off all my topics in the first three days. Well, I remember that for these Thursday. Hey, listen, I'm going to use some hand gel while I talk to you. Don't take it personally, will you? No, like. I love a little bit of the hand job. I love it. It's my favourite thing. Whenever I go to visit someone in hospital, obviously I'm sad because I'm visiting in hospital. Part of me goes, oh, I can use those red um, hand sanitizers as I go into the water. I like that. I like that. I think everywhere should have those um, ha- hand sanitizers outside. Have you got a bit of OCD about germs then? No, I just like to be clean, Stephen. There's a difference between OCD and hygiene, and I'm just hygienic. Oh, that's fine, man. That's all listen, it is. Listen in, I've got an idea for your, um, your bribery. Ah. Sounds good. Why don't you mock up a little certificate on your computer? And you can have for the best review of the week. Um, I'll tell you what, Stephen, I won't, but can you stay there a second? Yeah, sure. Ed, could you, um, could you just turn your microphone on and put your headphones on for a second? Hi. You're good at computers, yeah? You do, like, a tech podcast yep, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Could you mock up a certificate for um, Best Butt Kisser of the Week? I certainly can. Thanks. Turn your microphone off and take your headphones off. Sorted, Stephen. I've got um, one of the plebs to do it. Oh, lovely. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Av- I, listen, I'm not averse to bribery. It's all it's all bribery, man. I Listen, people want to see a bit of nip, I'll show a bit of nip. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> oh, hang on. We're not allowed to say nip. Okay, right, fine. Stephen, thanks very much for calling. 0344-499-1000. Good evening, Julie. Good evening, Ian. Where were you for the last 45 minutes? Um, I was attached to an IV drip. Ah. (laughs) IV drip at this time of night? It must have been... Now, okay, it must have been an emergency. No, um, last time I spoke to you, I was saying how I'd fallen over on the way to the dentist and dislocated my shoulder. Oh, yeah, that was brilliant. And four days later, I fell over again, and because I had my arm in a sling, I couldn't save myself. (laughs) So I did in my ankle and my knee, and got a and got a cut on my knee, which led to a bacterial blood infection. Hence why I'm in You've hospital. You've sepsis. You're dying of sepsis because you fell over. Yeah. Flipping It's something that I'm kind of prone to anyway. But what I wanted to say, and I couldn't because I had my arms straight. I want to say goodbye. You would would love it because there's plenty of hand sanitizer here. Oh, beautiful! Love that stuff. (laughs) But I wanted to say um, you did you did me a real favour because I was enjoying listening to you so much. Be both angry and honest. Yes. And it inspired me to do something which is yesterday when my husband and kids came to visit. They were all kind of on their phones and not really paying me much attention. And I felt a little bit blue. And I did a bit of a woman's strop of just like, you might as well go. Hoping that they would go, what's wrong, darling? We're here for you. Of course, they didn't. They They went. They went. Oh, fair play. Both sides there played an absolute blinder. You played a blinder for saying it. They played a blinder for... I didn't want to be there. You're not dying. Yeah, we're off. All right, we're off. We'll go down Mackie D's. So I felt Jesus. so sorry for myself that I realised, and um, my son kind of snapped back at me and I said to my husband, 
you going to let him talk to me like that? I didn't really hear what he said. And I was so wow. cross and incensed that actually listening to you earlier, yeah. I decided that I could actually be both angry and honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I phoned my husband and just said, look, I've got to tell you now, I know I said, don't bother coming up tonight because I don't want to see you. But um, I was just really hurt yesterday and blah, 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 blah. And I was just honest and angry, but nice. And then my husband just drove up to see me and just gave me a hug and then went. So I'm thankful to you well, for harnessing the anger and honesty. I call it I angst. Do the same. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 my literally my pleasure. And um, I'm here to serve. Um, and, to, and I'm bringing families closer together. Yeah. Families where, where people are dying in them. Um, it's a nice slice of honest <laughs> pie. With a little bit yeah. of cream. So, uh, thanks for that. Well, you're very welcome. How, how long have you been in hospital for? Um, I've been here since Wednesday. I'll probably be here till the end of the week. Is there a mad old lady that keeps farting and shouting in your ward? Um, unfortunately, there's not. I'm in a private hospital, so it's all rather oh, lovely. Oh, Julie! <laughs> Look at you! Oh, hi, Unbelievable! <laughs> private <laughs> hospital! Flipping heck! I know. And so, you fell um, over... And yeah. your arm was in a sling, so you couldn't yeah. put your arm out to stop you. Correct. So broken tooth, <laughs> then dislocated shoulder, then <laughs> tripped over again, and um, uh, sprained ankle, oh. bashed in knee, bacterial blood infection. Ta-da. Oh, mate, you, Julie, well, listen, you know, I hope you get better and you don't die. Thanks. But yeah, you well. are an absolute player. Well done, Julie. <laughs> Thanks Cheers. for calling, Julie. 0344 Thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to uh, uh, give me a call. Another hour. Well, it feels like I've been here for, for like five. I've done like five hours of this rubbish already, haven't I? Um, oh, we got some cracking guests coming up later on in the week. We got Dave Mason um, from Traffic and from Dave Mason and from the Dave Mason Band, and he's brilliant. And he did a brilliant album with um, Cass Elliot, Mama Cass. Um, it's, I'll be honest, it's quite a stilted interview, but I think that's because he's quite shy. I get the idea, the impression from him, he's quite shy. Fact, you know, he, he recorded, he's on, uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix doing All Along the Watchtower. You know, he's playing on that. Yeah, he's playing on that. You know, All Things Must Pass by George Harrison. He's playing on that. Right? So it's all this stuff. Um, and it was, it was quite a tricky interview. He was also very briefly in Fleetwood Mac in the 90s, and I asked him about that, and then the phone went dead, and we were terrified that we'd upset him and said something we weren't meant to say, and we got him back. The phone line had just died, but we said, Dave, really sorry. I hope we didn't, you know, offend you by talking about that, because some rock stars, they have periods of their life they don't want to talk about. Anyway, he's coming up later in the week. Another hour of this, 0344 499 1000, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Martin Williams, stay there 19 years ago to the day, or maybe it was yesterday, I'm not sure. Carl Wilson died. Who, Carl Wilson? The best pop vocalist ever. The sweetest voice in the world. Don't believe me. Indulge me for three minutes, 40 seconds. A, this is a cracking Beach Boys song that you've probably never heard before. Um, it's called Time to Get Alone. And I've just found an Acapulco version of it, okay? Um, so listen to this. I looked at you, baby, and what did I see? 
I saw love in your eyes Made me feel so warm inside Now look at me, baby And what do you see? You see love in my eyes Claiming just for you But now we know it's time To get along, to get along Away from the people A city full of people Come and do a couple days Just a ways away from the people A city full of people The touch of your cheeks when they're rosy and cold Feels so cozy to hold you To take you close and keep you warm The stars in the heavens get to twinkling bright And we'll see you tonight And tomorrow we'll be glad we came It's time to get along To get along Away from the people A city full of people Come and do a couple days Just a ways Away from the people A city full of people It's so quiet we can hear for a country mile Makes you wanna sit and kiss for a little while I'm glad we finally got away, yeah Glad we finally got away, yeah Aren't you glad we finally got away? Now look at me, baby, and what do you see? You see love in my eyes Gleaming just for you And once more It's time to get along To get along Away from the people A city full of people Come do a couple days Just a ways Away from the people A city full of people I've never heard that version before. I know the song. I know it really well. It's one of those lost Beach Boys gems from about 68, 69. There's a set of uh, albums, Wild Honey, 2020, Friends and Smiley Smile, which sold like zip, but it's full of stuff like that. And I've never heard the Acapulco version. Oh, 
the best voice in pop, bar none. The sweetest, sweetest voice. What a song and what a voice, man. Carl Wilson, 19 years ago today or yesterday. Does it matter? 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I've been sat here talking nonsense for two hours. You're more than welcome to join me. And Martin's join me. Evening, Martin. Hi, you must be a psychic because I'm falling up to talk about voices. Are you? You know, because um, when, when you look at singers in our days, yes. they're not as. I mean, you see. <laughs> Look at Freddie Mercury, yes. and his voice was amazing. But the question I'd like to ask you, do you think he'd have been a good singer if he hadn't have practiced the, um, the scale ranges that he went through like that? That's what you do, isn't it? At Wembley, be at Wembley or Rio, and he go, he stopped the concert and go, and the whole audience will go, they don't do it. Do you think if you do you think if you don't, if you never practice that, do you think you would have had a natural singing voice? Because I like I like a lot of voices, but yes. what I tend to like also is simple voices like Patrick Swayze or maybe Paul Young. Because when Paul Young sang, he couldn't hit. Notes like um, most singers. He, Paul, Paul Young struggles with his, his high range, doesn't he? Gets yeah. a bit croaky. Patrick Swayze had a hit, didn't he? Yeah. yeah uh, what was it now? Was it... Um, Cass typing what? on the screen. She's oh. like the wind. Yeah, that's it. That was a good yeah. song. Yeah, the thing is, though, I mean, I've written songs in the past, oh. and I can sing, Nigel. but my voice gets tired because I'm alone, and I haven't got many friends, so I don't really exercise my voice as much. So, when you look at Michael Jackson, he was a good singer, but the thing is with but him, he was alone, he, he had, didn't have many friends either. Yeah, but you see, he, right, he used to practice breathing um, exercises to get his voice like that. You need, you know, to get a natural voice has to come from the back of your throat. And one thing about Freddie, when he sang, he almost, it sounded like if he had a bell in his throat, he could, he could sing a note, and not many singers can sing a note. Well, they Freddie Mercury, like... and Freddie Mercury was, was almost operatic, it, hence yeah. that song he'd, Barcelona! <laughs> Did all that, didn't he, with yeah. Montserrat Caballé? Exactly. Because I've heard them people say that Whitney Houston, when she sang, you know, she could sing high notes. But, yeah. you see, the thing is, the art of singing is you've got to be able to... Because a, a lot of women cheat, you see, because a mm. lot of women can hit high notes in their songs because of their voice. So the natural singing voice of a woman can be disguised because they can use high notes. When a man uses high notes... Maybe his voice isn't so good, so he uses high notes to hide the fact. Well, there are some singers. Are you, have you ever have you listened much to the work of Harry Nilsson? No, but I'm, I love everything. But I don't. No, I haven't sweet out. But I don't like um, modern rap music. But I do love all, every single genre. You, you, you I think you might like Harry Nilsson because Harry Nilsson's like a classic old old school singer, right from the sixties yeah. and seventies. And he before he um, yeah before he ruined his voice with cocaine and booze and cigarettes. Yeah. he could sing like a bloke. Yeah, but he could also sing like a choir boy. But yeah, but. Is it natural? You see, the thing is... It is sounded it, is natural it, with him. It was natural. Yeah, with him it, yeah. With him, it really, really was. It was. Yeah. It could just effortlessly slide into this wonderful... I am 
like a choir boy, yeah. I am like a strato. Look at Luther Vandross. I mean, Luther Vandross had a beautiful voice, but could he have sang as good as a proper singer if he couldn't have mixed his tones with high pitches? Yeah. You know, because... Is Luther Vandross still with us? No, he isn't, sweetheart. No, he's died. No. Oh, but the I thing is, darling, Luther Vandross. Do you think, um, what do you think of today's music? Do you like today's music? Well, um, do you? I, it, yeah, I like some of today's music. I mean, I love, I love that wonderful young singer, Lucas Graham. You see, it goes over my head because I. My, my, what's his singing? Um, what's his range? Is he? Is he? A, does he? Is he a rapper? When I was he, um, eleven years old, my mama told me you better get some friends or you'll be lonely. Now, I that, daddy yeah. got sixty-one. Okay. You know yeah. That? So, yeah, because I'm in I mean, a lot of these. You keep singers, calling me sweeter. Yeah, I, I, I like it. The thing is, right, I mean, it's like with, you know, because today's music, it's, um, it's, uh, we're living in a throwaway culture that keep, you know, I'm not surprised, I'm not, I w- I'm not, I'm not no. surprised when I hear people having breakdowns like that rapper, what's his name, having a breakdown recently. Um, uh, which one was that, Jay-Z? No, not no. Jay-Z, the other, uh, Kanye, Kanye. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because they've got to keep coming up with these so-called hits one after another. You know, what kind of song? What, what are your songs like, Martin? What kind of stuff do you write? Well, I've written about nine songs, and I've written songs to do with life, because my theory is I'm pre- preparing dear for when I have children so I wrote some songs so that in society when my kids come along it'll be in them to notice that the songs songs I've written will be able they'll be able to because I believe that when your children are born they take up your personality so when I look at stuff you're writing songs to prepare the world you're 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 writing songs to prepare the world for when you have children yes because what I want them, what the songs mean to me, what I wrote was about um, women being left at home by their husbands while they go play football, yeah. women that have lost their husbands, old women that have nowhere to go, so who can they turn to? Um, a boy who's lost, left up because his mum keeps telling him that he has to come home early at night and not stay out too late. So the songs that I've written was like a, it was like a visual art of today's world. Would it be? Would it be possible to hear a snatch? Um, I can. I don't remember. I don't remember all the words of them because it was like twenty years I did this. But oh. I did write one about Pharaoh taking off, coming back to life, and taking over the world and reading his. Yeah, Pharaoh. Could you remember that? Yeah, I can tell you a bit of that. It goes. Um, it's, it was a musical. I was going to write a musical, but I just read one song for it. So it goes. Um, who is this Pharaoh? You mean Pharaoh of Egypt? And this is how it starts. From a distant land we came, across hills and desert plains, conquered all the armies that stood in our way, and we made them all our slaves. Mighty kings and valiant men, mighty warriors like hens, passed through like we were a flood of water. To the slaughter they came, and now here we're standing in your land, in our splendid majesty. You will eat our words, do as we say, get down your hands and knees, because I am fair over. So, I did write one song for the That's disco, actually never... really good! Yeah, That's well, actually that really good! Thank you. I'll, I'll get, I mean, I could talk to you forever, but I'm living in a flat and people are sleeping now, so. Yeah. I, you know, but as I say, though. Can I, I ask mean, you a question, Martin, which you don't yeah. have to answer if you don't want? Yeah. Um. 
one thing you said, and that genuinely, that was lyrically, I can hear you whispering because you don't want to wake people, and yeah. that's obviously fine. Lyrically, that was actually spot on. I enjoyed okay. that. Okay. Um, but you mentioned that you're lonely. No, I'm alone. Oh, you're alone, but you're not lonely. Yeah. No, okay, no, fine. No, that's fine. Fine, 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 fine. Then uh, nothing to see here. Move on. All Move right, darling. <laughs> Take care. Sweet Ma- Martin, will we speak again? If I'm alive. <laughs> but, mate, God bless you. I hope to speak to you later God in the week. God bless to you. Take care, sweetheart. Take care, darling. Bye-bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. There's tonight's SoundCloud, dear listener. Absolute. That was good, that. Lyric- I mean, he was whispering. He wasn't giving it the full... Lyrically, that was... Uh, that told a story. That told a story. I enjoyed that a lot. Thank you. Um, William and Barry, not that one, he's dead. Uh, coming up next, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Late nights with Ian Lee, a late night radio show, unlike any others, and we're not going to sit here and dictate to you what you can talk about. You call in and you can call in about anything you want. William's in Aberdeen. Good evening, William. Good evening. Good evening, William. I normally call in to Mr. Whale and Mr. Galloway radio station to listen to talk sport a lot and talk radio. And I heard you get on about the motorcyclist who crashed into your vehicle. Hello? Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. So, has he repaid you? He's going to repay me. Are you sure? Well, I have his word. Yeah, because that happened to a friend of mine. Yeah. Who ended up being sued. Right. Because the cyclist claimed he would pay the damage, then sue them for whiplash. Right. Um, well, I hope that doesn't happen to me. The reason being, I don't know about the laws in England, but the laws in Scotland was, yes. at the motorist, my friend, didn't leave enough braking distance between him and the cyclist. Who was behind him? Well, I, I wasn't. I wasn't even moving, so I didn't break. Right. I didn't break suddenly. Um, I I had stopped because I could not get past uh, the bin men. I moved forward a matter of literally a yard, um, and then at a very slow pace. Then stopped again, and I'd, I'd been stationary for about two or three seconds before he slammed into the back of me. Yeah, because my friend was stuck behind the police car. Oh, blimey! And then a cyclist crashed into him, he hurt the police car, oh. and he got the blame for the lot. Oh, well, ha- well, hang on a minute. How? Why did he hit the police car? Because he was in neutral, and his car rolled forward than hit the police car. Well, then he's, he's right to be sued, because he wasn't in control of his vehicle. And the police car stopped suddenly. Yeah, but if he was in neutral, and you're, it was a bicycle, a push bike... Yeah. Right. He was in neutral, and a push bike was going fast enough to push him into the back of a police car and cause damage. Yeah, it was one of the big mountain bikes. I don't, bel- was... I don't believe it. How could a, guy was... how could a push was... bike push a, hit a car fast enough to send a bike to, so that a car then smacks into the back of a car? They, and... reckon, they reckon he was travelling, the cyclist, at 25 miles an hour. Right. 
Well, but you well, I, right. First of all, I don't believe this. Secondly, they were right to sue him if this is the case, because if the car was in neutral, um, he wasn't in control of the vehicle. So he, it, that is that is a criminal offence. But he stopped because the police stopped. Well, but he hadn't stopped if he was in neutral and didn't have his foot on the brake. It's an automatic car, so when you put it in neutral, it doesn't move. Well, hang on a minute. In that, right, well, in that case, then, well, in that case, what you're telling me is a lie, William, because if you put, if you put an automatic car in, you have to be, it's either in park or drive. Yes. Was it in park or drive? It's in park. Right, well, then it wouldn't move. So... No, it, it did. Well, it, it wouldn't, because if you put an automatic car into park... I don't think you can move it, can you? I haven't driven an automatic for years. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> I don't... I do... I, 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 I hate to sound so suspicious on our first encounter. I don't believe a word of this. Well, if you get one of your people behind the glass... Yeah, they're busy. <laughs> All right. They're busy doing that. To do what? What do you want me to get them to do? Because I can do it. Well, you can check it up on the internet. Check, what, am I, what am I checking up? The Press and Journal. The, the what? The Aberdeen Press and Journal. Aberdeen. Oh, look, there we go. Aberdeen Press and Journal. Yep. 2014. 2014, yes. A cyclist claims after hitting car. Cyclist claims after hitting car. Even you got bored of that sentence towards the end. Right, let's have a little look. Um... Uh, May the 28th, 2014. Yeah. Right, okay. Let me just click on the link, William, and let's... Uh, um, uh, no, I don't want to... Oh, it's asking me to subscribe. No, I don't want to subscribe. Oh, it's, right, okay. Um, a cyclist has been injured tonight after being hit by a car near Duthie Park in Aberdeen. Yeah. Right, well, that's saying you, I can't open it because it wants me to subscribe to this. Um, read more. Okay, read more. Oh, dearie me. Even even this website's as slow as this conversation. Hang on. No. Because him being hit by a car is slightly different to what you've said to me. Right, here we go. Oh, for crying out loud, this blooming website. Right. Do you know what? I've got a register. That I'm, I'm registering. I'm going to log in um, with Facebook because I've got, I've got to read this now. Continue as Ian out on Facebook. Oh, flipping it. If I find out, William, we still need more details. Oh, the postcode is optional. Yes, I've read it. Under- God, kill this just to read a story from three years ago. Right. Here we go. Aberdeen Journal. Right. Read more. Click that button and it's now going to open. Right. It happened... Right. A cyclist has been injured tonight after being hit by a car near Duthie Park in Aberdeen. It happened just after 8pm at the roundabout junction of Riverside Drive and Great Southern Road. He was taken to Aberdeen Royal Infirmary with a shoulder injury. Police attended to control traffic as minor congestion affected the area for a short time. Yeah. That and 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 that's it. Yes. 
There was a follow-up case. Oh, where is the hang on a minute? Where is that? Doesn't tell me anything. That doesn't back up anything you said, William. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a what? What are you saying? It's a different story. It's not. It's the same story. Well, it doesn't mention. It doesn't. It doesn't mention the police car being hit. It doesn't mention the fact that the cyclist hit your mate. It doesn't mention that it was an automatic in park. It doesn't mention any of that. It says a car hit a cyclist. That was supposed to be your proof. Yeah. But where's the proof? Well, the proof is in the reading. I've read it. And that story has very, very little in common with your story. The only thing it's got in common is there is a car in it and there is a bike. And that's it. Oh, well. Thanks for calling. 0344 499 1000. That was 10 minutes of my life. I'm never going to get back. Flipping heck. I don't listen to James Wales' show, so I don't. Is that? I'm being told that that's. I'm being told that that's one of the better callers that James gets. Wow, wow. God, flipping heck! I even registered with the website to get the story, and that was it. Barry, have you ever driven an automatic car? I'm sorry, Ian. I'm still laughing at this. Um, I have actually, and I took my test in an automatic in 1972. You, you means you can't drive a manual. I'm absolutely thick, Ian, aren't I? But hang um, on a minute. When, when, am I right? If the car is in park, it doesn't move, does it? No. No, it's, it's got to no. be in drive. If you're going to push an automatic car, it's got to be in drive. Like you've got to um, <laughs> leave it out of gear if it's a manual and take the handbrake off. It's got to yeah. be in drive. I thought I, so. I mean, actually... I mean, whether I should do this or whether I shouldn't. I, I mean, if you if it's in park, I don't I don't hardly ever use an handbrake. No, it because it can't go anywhere. It can't go Ian. anywhere. That whole story was a d- deliberate, desperate attempt for for a nobody to get on my radio show. Well, it was funny oh, well. though, Ian. Oh well, <laughs> that's how he ended it. I've just totally destroyed your argument. Oh well, <laughs> that's a great catchphrase to have every time you're beaten. Oh well. <laughs> Anyway, Barry, nice to talk to you. What you got for us this uh, Nice to talk to you as well, Ian. Yes. Um, and I think that was sort of quite nice how all that came in, because I think earlier on, I think you were bang on right about this Richard guy. I hate to raise it again, yes. but you were bang on right with everything you said I about I know, your comments about Mr. Farage go yes. with you 100% on everything. Yep. But, you know, um, Ian, I was sort of glad... But that guy didn't call you back because oh. you were so passionate, mate. I think you would have totally verbally destroyed the man. I would have made him cry like a little bit, like a little girl that he seems to be so obsessed with. I honestly think you would. No, and I wouldn't. So... I would, listen, I wouldn't have done. And and these things, I've had that thing before, Barry, where someone sent an angry text, and then and then eventually you, they 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 grow a pair and they phone up, and generally. At the end of the phone conversation, you kind of both go away shaking hands, and that probably would have happened with with um, with Richard. He he'll hate to admit that we'd have ended up shaking hands, and it would have been fine. But 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 I do think, how dare Nigel Farage say, "Leave my wife and kids out of this"? No, mate, you made it about your wife when you gave her a job that we're paying for, and you attacked Brendan Cox. So you've made yeah. it about partners, kids. I agree, kids are off limits. But 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 but, 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 but when you've brought other people's spouses into arguments, I'm afraid you've opened your spouse up for attack, unfortunately. 
Yeah, and the thing is, um, Ian, they can play the racist card when it suits them. Well, yes, and uh, is, uh, Nigel Farage is now playing the racist card. I think he's playing some card. Nigel Farage is playing a card. We can't quite see what card it is, but it certainly is one. Yeah, I'm concerned about that man. Really, I'm concerned about him. What I wanted to say, um, yeah, Ian... Sorry. Because it's been a little bit sort of, it was a little bit sort of heated tonight. It's now, I'm off up to Glastonbury for my Tuesday vegetarian shopping tomorrow. Beautiful. And I would like to send you, I spoke to your lady on the phone. It's very nice indeed, by the way. She very, very nice. A polite. honey pie. Yeah. And she's, um, she's hot. She's I don't know, milk. but I mean, I think as far as being polite and everything's concerned, she's very nice indeed. So well, what I've offered to send you, um, I'm going to get you some real good quality incense. I'm going to send a pack in tomorrow oh, oh. and hopefully you know you can uh distribute it amongst yourselves and burn a little bit and maybe just sort of um, calm everything down a little, a little bit med- barry listen you don't have to do that but i know that if i tell you not to you still will so thank you very much you're a very kind gentleman i, I will and like can it. i just finish on one point yes um you mentioned dave Prowse. yes now i've been retired since 2008 but um for a long long time i worked at the winter gardens on the seafront at western superman oh, beautiful yeah and so we saw a lot of people during the course of, uh, well, during the course of my 20-odd years there. Yes. And Dave Prowse did actually turn up at what, I'm like you, really, I'm not into all that Star Wars no, stuff. And, silly, but Dave Prowse did turn up um, for something. I remember, you know, he used to sort of have a little chat with him. And he was really a, a really nice, lovely guy. Yeah, I bet. Big guy. I think he used to be the Green Cross coach. Yes, he was. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I would, as a younger bloke, he was obviously, you know, he, he was uh, like he a was... world champion um, bodybuilder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, or a weightlifter. He's, he's, he was a world champion. I mean, he he, he he was a personal trainer, and he got discovered. He was working in Harrods in the early sixties as a personal trainer, and um, some of the guys that used to make the Hammer horror films would That's saw right, yeah. him and went, "Oh, he can play Frankenstein's monster," and uh, that's how he got his breaking showbiz. Yeah, and I think, uh, bless him, I think he's um, had a lot of problems with arthritis. Yes, yes. Uh, but what are you saying? He was, he's, he's 80 odd, is he? He's, he's 81, 82, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he still looks good. You mm. still you still wouldn't fancy your chances in a fight with him, Barry. Well, I'm a pacifist, so I wouldn't fight him. Yeah, but supposing, I might, I mean, but supposing uh, your, guy Rich, uh, your guy Richard, uh, uh, I mean, I'd, uh, I'd sort of try and hold but me Barry, on with him Barry, uh, verbally. Uh, Barry, I'm a pacifist, right? But supposing me, you, and... Um, uh, David Prowse, we're stuck in a lift, right? The lift has broken down because it can't carry his weight because he's very bulky, right? And we're getting on fine. But then um, it turns out that Dave Prowse has been infected by, like, a virus. So he wants to kill us, right? It's, it's like this special chemical virus. We're, we're in a laboratory lift, and he's been infected by it, and he wants to kill us, right? The only hope for survival is if you and I can overpower and kill David Prowse in a lift, Right? You'd have to fight them, wouldn't you? You couldn't be a pacifist then. Well, I don't know. I'd have to think this one out. It's sort of challenging my buddy. No, we've got time to think. He's he's attacking. He's attacking. He's got me by the throat, Barry. And he's going to kill me. And then he's going to kill you next. Are you going to attack him and defend me, Barry? No, no. No, as an ex-NUM trade union um, uh, committee member. I'm dead. I would try to negotiate first. And now he's ripped your head off. I'm oh, dead, my... and he's ripped your head off, and now he's, he's doing all, all kinds of godforsaken things to our um, bodies. Well, my head's gone. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, well, I would be thinking about my next um, 
my next rebirth then, I think, Ian. Barry, nice to talk to you, mate. You're a good sport as always. A bit selfish, though, there, I'll be honest. Um, if you were stuck in a lift with me and Dave Prowse, and Dave Prowse got this virus, it's like a, it's like a, a government um, weapon that they're working on, and somehow he's, he's accidentally been injected with it, and the lift has broke down. Um, and he's going to kill, he's literally going to rip our heads off and do all kinds of unspeakable things to the, the hole in the neck. It's disgusting, really. I don't even want to repeat it. I'm, I'm ashamed I've even thought of it. Um, would you kill Dave Prowse? 03444991000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, lots of photo spreads uh, in the newspapers that I'm li- labelling. Mylene Class shows off her ass, as oh. she does. Um, I've got a mouth yeah. ulcer. That means I'm tired. This veg stick. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Catherine has joined me in the studio. Yep, honey pie reporting for duty. Um, this veg thing is a joke. What veg thing? The veg shortage. It's a joke, well, isn't I it? I mean, right. You're restricted to three iceberg lettuces per person. Who needs one at this point in when the is, year? When was I don't? When was the last time anyone actually bought a lettuce? I don't. I mean, and I love. I love a grated cheese, mayo, and lettuce sandwich with a bit of black pepper. Beautiful. But I've actually made one because you can buy them. They're good for sleep, you know. My yes. mother-in-law yes. Um, used to... I remember her once saying to me, oh, I couldn't sleep. She said, have a salad sandwich. I'll make you one. And I thought, oh, excellent. Bit of cheese on it, bit of ham. No, it's just lettuce. No, just lettuce. Yeah. And it worked like a dream. Yeah, yeah, no, you, that's why you're not supposed to give it to rabbits. Everyone thinks, oh, la- lettuce, give it to rabbits. It, it knocks them out. It stupefies them. Yeah, yes. It's uh, uh, soporific. 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 Um, supermarkets hit by a lettuce shortage. Let us have them. I don't believe this. I mean, saying that, I haven't actually... Well, I was in a supermarket the other day. And were there lettuces? Well, I went straight to the pet food aisle. Oh. Supermarkets hit by a lettuce shortage are flying them in from the US and charging shoppers triple the price. Listen, guys, if you're paying triple the price of a lettuce, so they're about 60p, so that's £1.80, mm-hmm. you're an idiot. Have a word with yourself. It's only a lettuce. They're rubbish. Is it all fruit and veg? I know it started. Cause I, I know it started apparently last week with um, spinach because the yeah. two mics shouting about it on courgettes. their shoutcast. Spin- spinach, courgettes, and now lettuce. So, gr- the gr- I wasn't listening to what you said. The juicy greens. Greens. Shops have been forced to ration iceberg lettuce after extreme. Well, I walk past. Don't a- go iceberg. Go remain. It's much nicer. I walk past a greengrocer's today, and. And I Where were you, 1952, in a greengrocer's? Well, I was, I was at a small parade of shops. Oh. Uh, I was heading to Superdrug to buy some deodorant. Did so you I d- I didn't finish look that at... purchase? Yeah. Did you finish that purchase? Yeah, I did, actually. Oh, good. So I didn't look at the greengrocer's, but I remember walking past it and thinking it was very colourful. It was very colourful. Was there the... green in there? Yeah, I'm sure there was. I'm, I'm sure there was. So... so It's a lie, then. Oh, that, right. It's not a virus that Dave Prowse contracted. You farted in the lift. It stank, and he malleted you. That's childish. That go away. Who's that? that? That's just. I don't even want to. I don't even like that. I don't even like that kind of humour. Find that beneath us. Malleted. Um. So the, they've turned to growers in California and the Arizona desert, but the cost of shipping them across. Imagine an air. So what they put? They put lettuce on an air, like in seats on an aeroplane. It'd all be sat in seats. 
you see that... Um, what, like Mr Bloom? Well, is it? You see that fella the other week? I think he was an Arab. I don't know. I only saw oh, a picture, yeah, yeah, he so was I don't know. A shake. Um, and he, he had, he was taking kestrels, not the lager, to another place via an aeroplane, and he booked them all a seat each. Yeah, 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 well, why couldn't they fly? Why couldn't they lift him by his? They're not pigeons. Why couldn't they lift him by his shake clothes? That wonderful, wonderful outfit that they wear, um, and fly him. If he's that clever, rich. You need to write to him. Lidl almost tripled the cost of its iceberg lettuces. Do you know what, as well? The sad thing is, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, come on! Oh, babe, baby! That was a little gem. Anyone? Morrison's put their price up. Anthony Gardiner, of fresh food producer G's, said it's way more expensive to fly a product in than freight it from Spain. Boring idiot you are. Courgettes, tomatoes, broccoli and peppers are also in short supply. No, they're not. Well, just cook something else. I don't think they are. I don't <laughs> think that they are. Courgette isn't an essential vegetable. Carrots would be in trouble. Taters, forget it. Courgettes? I mean, come on. Schoolboy Brandon Marshall is a real pillar of the community towering over his pals at just under seven feet. Now, this lad, poor lad, right? And the, the son have done this as a hoo-hoo-hoo funny story. Jolly, jolly teen giant. Um, Brandon, 15, is Britain's tallest boy at six foot 11 and a half inches. Well, OK, well, it, it, I'm sure, you know, he's not that happy with it. But they've got... So they've got him po- posing next to a post box. <laughs> Why? Or as I like to call them, a pillar box. But pillar boxes aren't that big, are no, they? No, You want him next to a lamppost, But surely. that's him next to a pillar box... And he's not that much taller. Are some pillar boxes taller than other pillar boxes? Well, I'd never be able to. If that's as big as it looks, because he's leaning on it and he's supposed to be menormous, I'd never be able to get my um, letter in the slot, would I? I'd be on tippies. I um, love that fella that was having sex with a pillar box. <laughs> that was flipping. That there was, was genius. One I read about yesterday. He was doing it with a manhole cover. Oh, Lying in the street with his dressing gown. And I get it. Cold. Yeah, yeah. Abrasive. Exciting. I love it. I love that stuff. (laughs) I do. I do. It's freaky, man. (laughs) Freaky deaky. Do you think they walk past him in the day and think, oh, I'm going to have you after? Yeah. Dirty little man I'll cover. Oh, but imagine the letters. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's defacing the Royal Mail, isn't it? That's illegal. I mean, I've heard about leaving a deposit. (laughs) Brandon, 15, is now Britain's tallest teenager after killing the previous guy. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Despite having been a normal-sized baby. Well, he would be. What do they expect? A five-footer? Um, you know, of course, if we walk past him, I would ask you to take a picture of I me would, ne- next to him. I would clock him, give yeah. you the look, yeah. and it would happen. I do get... I do get. Um, if I'm with people and I see someone taller than me, I get them to... At the very least, I'll go and stand near them so we can work out exactly how much taller they are. And then we nod at each other. And, and best, though, I, I like a nice picture. <laughs> um, doctors say Brandon's height could be down to a missing chromosome. He grew normally for the first few years um, and began shooting up in real spurts. Well, that's just teenage boys. One. Uh, the UK's tallest man is seven foot seven, Neil Fingleton of N- Durham. Neil, ironically hey, named. Speaking of which, ne- hang on, this is funny. It Neil. Hello. You're not Neil Fingleton of Durham, are you? 
I'm not a very tall man, no. Oh, yeah. disappointing. We'll come and find out what you want after this. Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. The, the two mics, are they on next, shouting at each other? They're already warming up outside. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> Football. <laughs> Rogerisation. Oh, bladderisation. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All bloody night long. Neil! Hello. Evening, Neil. What you got for us? What kind of cake? Carrot cake. Carrot. I thought you didn't like the. I thought you only liked the icing on the top. None of your business. What I like about it. <laughs> if I choose to lick it dry and then leave the husk, then that's my choice. I've, I've paid for it. Fair enough. I, I appreciate that. So I was wondering if you could take uh, about a month or about five weeks holiday because I'm oh. a podcast person oh. and I am seriously behind. I was in the car today oh. and apparently it's two weeks till Christmas. <laughs> oh, you're not keeping up with your homework. Hey, Neil, I, um, Neil, what are we going to do about this? The answer to your question is no, but the, the the question I serve back to you like a tennis verbal tennis game is what are you going to do to prove your dedication to this show, Neil? I'm going to have to do some more driving. I only ever listen in the car and uh, I'll have to do more driving. Here's an alternative suggestion. Why don't you take two weeks off? do some hardcore homework uh, or you you can just jump forward because you know it's, it's a lot of our rubbish really i'm going to take a <laughs> week know. off i'm going to take a week off maybe either this month or next month because i'm i'm knackered and i want to lie in a in a dark cool room for a week so i'm going to take a week off so that will help um, oh, give me a chance. um but I've, I've got to be honest the shows recently the, the shows of 2017 have been absolute class absolute gold i mean i've i've this i'm i'm even i'm going home high-fiving myself at home because they're so they're so stupendous neil <laughs> nice um has there been any more um david badcock i really like that guy um david badcock now he's the ghost hunter isn't he he is yes he the last i can't remember what the last call was the last call he i think he had been succubized he did get <laughs> He got very, very upset in the last one, so I don't think David Badcock has called in for a while. Has he called in this year? I don't think he has. No. Not since the incident I mentioned. No. So, um, if that's what you're looking for, Neil, don't worry, you've not missed any, but if anyone... Okay. Um, if, you know, it'd be good to know that Badcock is, uh, is still alive. I hope he is. Uh, the the, the show you did where you did the live uh, ghost hunt, <laughs> his moment. bits were amazing. Oh. And... We... Were... Good... As... Well... <laughs> Thanks for calling, Neil. Uh, <laughs> wow. <clears throat> okay. These people... On the same page. Hmm... New testiclement. What? New testiclement. Okay. I see what they're trying to do there. A woman half bit off oh dear. her boyfriend's testicles in a row over her trip to church in Botswana. <laughs> they Wait, were, where were they having this row? They were reattached. Now, I don't know if that means his balls were or if the couple got back together, but imagine that. <sighs> I'm so angry with you. Give but me your balls. I'm going to bag them off. The scenario in which the the row ensued yes. is an interesting one, isn't it? Well, I... I, I You'd think she'd have something else on her mind. Maybe, maybe. 
Nigel Farage from the newspapers. Nigel Farage and his wife, who he's spoken about publicly in campaigns and has been given a job paid for by the taxpayers. Um, so we are entitled to know exactly what's going on in the newspapers. But that's not the story what I am talking about. Listen to this. Blind man. Bind. Bind man calls bluff. Oh, bind. We've all been there. Well, let's see. A man was freed from handcuffs by firefighters yesterday. I've not been there. After his girlfriend put them on him without having the key. Now, that is a little bit of bedroom fun, but it's a basic. It's fun, it's playful, there's no harm in it as long as everyone's consenting. Make sure you know where the bloody keys are. Put the bloody keys next to the bed. Make sure they are. Um, The couple were too embarrassed... Oh, This is going to be a good one, I can tell. The couple were too embarrassed to ask for help for 36 hours. Oh, gosh. So he's, well, he's like, he's got to be, he's got to be... I mean, the thrill is gone by then, isn't it? I I hope. 36 seconds. They they were too embarrassed to ask for help for 36 hours, then called on a friendly neighbour. Think. Gosh, I can't think of a neighbour. Who would you ask your partner to go, go, go and... What door would you ask them to go and knock on? I couldn't even... No, John next door doesn't need to see that. No? Uh, Sonia's not... Mm, Sonia's a dinner lady. She, mm, she's seen worse. Um... Uh, which na- dear listener, which neighbour would you call? He cut the chain link but could not get the shackles off. So they weren't using... Because let's be honest, right? The ones you get in the... the very Ann- love cuffs. Well, the ones in Ann Summers and stuff, there's, there's a little catch. I don't want to ruin, you know... I don't want to ruin the fantasy for you. But there's there's a little catch. You can flick the catch and it'll undo They've it. got those from the Ironmongers, haven't they? they these, th- 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 this must be a copper. It's got, these, are, these are proper cuffs. Cuff him, Dano. Eventually, the lovers called 999 after the unnamed man's <gasps> wrists began to swell. Oh, dear. Well, swelling from one part of his body, his penis, to another, his wrists. Thanks for that. He was taken to Wigan Fire Station. Wigan. Where an angle grinder was used. Watch boss Gareth Gray said she thought he had a key, but he didn't. Flipping heck. George, which neighbour would you call on? Oh, it's a good question, um, and actually one I wouldn't have to worry about too much longer. I phoned up on Friday uh, saying that we've been, uh, there's potential we had to move out of our house. Yes. You've been evicted. Oh, no, officially the house is on the market today. Oh, oh it's true. Can you imagine? Yeah. Is that, so, that's bad, that's bad. It is, it's dreadful, yeah. yeah. I've had about the worst day. But, yes. here's an interesting fact for you, because I know you love your pillar boxes. Yeah. Um... 1857, uh, Queen Victoria says we'll have a standardised design for post boxes in the area. Yeah. Uh, had a big competition, loads of artists entered. Um, they chose this beautiful winning design. It had sort of, I'm looking at a little picture now, it's sort of green with some gold posts and stuff. It looks amazing. Um, and they chose it and they thought this is going to be fantastic. Then they realised they didn't put a slot in oh. to actually put the letters in. Also, with them being green, you wouldn't have been able to see them. Well, hang on a minute. No. No, hang on a minute. That's not true. Not as well as the red ones. Well, yeah. No, that's completely different from what you just said. Right. Completely different from what you just said. So it's gone from, where are the pillar boxes to, oh, there's one, but I see that red one a bit better than I see that one. 
So you've just you've just given out um, fake news. No, I haven't. Alternative facts. No, I haven't given out fake news. I've given out slight inaccuracies. You said you said that you, they were invisible. Me up over this. You said that they were invisible. Things I let slide with you. Yeah, well, it's, it's, you, you learn by me correcting you. And when do you learn? Well, I've learned enough, thank you. Do you see what you've done now, George? Well done, George. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> Never mind. It doesn't matter. She, she, it needed to be said. It needed to be said. Anything else, George? Um, no, that's it. I'm having a little glass of port before I turn in for the night. Uh, thank you very much for entertaining us. Thank you very much indeed for calling us, George. Thank you. Another f- f- minutes of this tosh. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. Now, this, um, this story pops up from time to time. A picture of someone with a really big breakfast. I'm <laughs> going to guess 5,000 calories. It's 4,000 calories. They do oh. this all the time, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, a gut-busting breakfast, and I could eat this, which fills a silver platter two foot across, is proving almost impossible to eat. <laughs> the mega meal contains 43 portions of 12 fry-up favourites. Well, let's... let's anyway. Hungry Brits taking on the challenge will have to scosh an astonishing 4,000 calories to po- po- polish it off. The breakfast, oh, for God's sake, costs thirteen ninety five and is free to anyone who can finish it within an hour. Let's okay. hear exactly what's in it, shall They're we? They're going to ring a bell at the end, because that's the only... Iggy wiggy. <laughs> four toast, four fried slices. Boom. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Six bacon, yep. No, too salty. Six butcher sausages, tricky. Tricky. Six fried eggs, definitely, because that's just like a drink. Six hash browns, yeah, yeah, could do that. Four black pudding, very dry. Mm. That's going to soak up the juice. Get up some beans there. Two bubble and squeak. Well, I could, I can eat bubble till the cows come home. Mushrooms. I don't think I've ever had it. You've you've had bubble. You've, no, you've I've had bubble. Uh, uh, you've had bubble. Um, I haven't. When we used to go to the other fry-up place in Luton. Prizzies? No, not Prizzies. Not the one where we all got food poisoning and, and that strange um, Portuguese-speaking gentleman came in and harassed us. Um, the other one that was a bed and breakfast. Oh, the hard... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the hardware calf. I don't think... Mushrooms. I'd struggle with the mushrooms, you see. Beans. Beautiful. That's, that's again, that's juice. It's you liquid. need that. Two fresh tomatoes. I'd str- don't struggle need with them. Tomatoes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right, I'm out. So two fresh tomatoes and tin tomatoes. Oh no, that's too wet. The tomato. The t- I'm, I'm sat here doing the maths, wondering if I'm. I'm genuinely thinking. I mean, what would put me? It's the tomatoes that would. Do, but if it's free, I, I could do it for free. It's only free if you eat it. Yep. So far, only one person out of sixty has succeeded in clearing their plate in the four months. That person has now died. No, that's not true. That isn't true, no. Uh, Only one person has succeeded in clearing their plate in the four months. Um, Steve uh, McFatbucket. (laughs) No, he's been on... uh, uh, It is in Western Superman. Manager Ricky Badalia, 28, said they added the challenge to their menu because they thought it'd be good fun to kill their customers. You know who's in Western? Our Barry. Yeah, Barry. Serene Barry. He's a vegetarian. He's a vegetarian. Oh, yeah, forget it. The only person to polish it off was James Terminator Cox, who took 36 minutes and 21 seconds. Jimmy Cox. Imagine that. Imagine watching Cox. 
Despite gender stereotypes, Ricky says women generally do better than men. He added, the girls seem to have more willpower. I reckon 60% of them have done better than the boys. Well, um, it's good to see Cox um, polishing off. I can't make, I'm trying to make an innuendo there that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't flow, doesn't flow naturally. Just leave it, man. But it's a good story, that. Oh, I, I respect that. That's Treats Cafe in Western Supermare. Guys, it's a pleasure. I think I could do that. Um, with a little bit of blooming love. With a cup of tea. Yeah. You get free cup of tea or coffee as well. Oh, beautiful. So, um, you're in. It's got to be a cup of tea and a, and a glass of tap water. Hey, I was the, the uh, Dukies that I go to, so I had me large chicken shish and rice. And I said, can I have a glass of tap water? She goes, oh, no, we can't give you that. That's against the law. That's illegal. But I didn't want to bring it up. And look, so I just, I didn't have a drink. So when I go there now, I don't have a drink and I'm really thirsty. Can you not take your own? Uh, it's going to end up badly. Guys, that's uh, the end of uh, the show. It's been a strange one. Don't forget, leave um, reviews and ratings on iTunes for the talk radio show. We will pick a winner on Friday in the Buckkiss Awards. And Ed's going to make a certificate. Ed, thank you very much. Catherine, thank you very much. Dear listener, uh, thank you. Richard. <laughs> Talk radio. Dial up some dialogue. Talk radio. We'll get you talking.